Sam and Michelle. Just a couple of critics. Opinions from people who are even in the business. Business, movies, music, TV, and more. Put your foot down the toilet. Or buy from a store. Couple of critics. Couple of critics. I got those sweaty palms. Use the sounds of fireworks because celebration time. We are back for our four fans. We are back for our four fans. We are back here for you. How you doing, Tom? How you doing, Emery? How you doing, Travis and Zach? Uh, if Zach still listens, how you doing, Beth? How oh, you yeah. doing, my dad? How you doing, Chris? That means we've got seven, seven. listeners. Hey, it feels good already. I was I was a little nervous about doing this again because it's been so long, but I'm already having food. So for me, Aww. as someone who doesn't really have creative outputs, yes. I've been looking forward to this. I'm glad. And that's about it. I'm glad. Welcome I've, back to Couple of Critics Podcast, by the way. We it's have happened. returned. I'm Michelle. I am Sam. I believe that we've said that already. As you noticed, our theme song is a little different. We've decided maybe f- uh, try it live for a while and see how that goes. We can maybe more change fun. how we do it, change the styles up. It's more natural. Um, it's also hard to come up with a new theme song that we can be happy with. Well, in my opinion. And uh, everything's always up in the air. Sorry it took a little longer to get back than we planned. I was like, for sure we'll be back before the end of the year. That is not the case. <laughs> not at all. But you got the flu. You're still fucked up from the flu a I month later. Oh, we get to do like life catch up, don't we? Yeah, what's been up since for we've me, been down? I, I did get sick. When did I get sick? Like uh, a couple days before Christmas? Like a week before Christmas? And I got a major fucking flu and I was down for the count i was gone from work for like a whole week and then the next week after that was like christmas week so but you were still potentially contagious and yeah still didn't feel right so so. canceled christmas which we've made up since then but currently my fucking left ear is like clogged up i think it's just leftover nonsense from this flu and that's the most exciting thing that happened to me while we were gone i'm gonna put your leftover ear in a doggy bag (laughs) don't do this why is my leftover? Did you bite it off? Did you Mike Tyson my fucking ear? What? <clears throat> wouldn't that make you hear better because it wouldn't have that big thing on the outside blocking stuff from getting in the way? What? The earlobe? I'm just kidding. No, I'm talking about how it would just hit the side of your head easier, but that's the whole point of your ear is to create like a dome and make it easier to hear things. Straight to the dome. <laughs> Anyway, that's what happened to me. Do you have anything exciting and fun to share since you've been gone? Or we've been gone? I barely live. (laughs) Nothing's really changed. I believe that I am still over-medicated. But I'm a little more used to it. Oh, yeah. Where were we at on that? That's why we stopped, right? I needed a break is what happened. I needed... uh, With changing the medication, which is better than the first medication. But I still feel... Having, again, still just three medications that futz with the way that my brain futz. works, that I think it's, uh, it was nice to take some time off. Honestly, it was nice to kind of let my brain just rest, but I'm dying to be creative. I'm just wanting to uh, do something fun. And if that's talking to my seven pals, then that's what <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm, I'm here for you. 
people. That's good. Good to hear that you. But yeah, I'm. People. Nothing is new. I barely leave the house. Um, I haven't bought my lunch in a month. That's exciting. That's that's a feat. Um, that's because she's been eating at home. Not I, that someone's been buying her lunches. No, I've been eating at home, and well, I mean, it was tough through the holidays. I won't don't need to necessarily say why. But it was tough during the holidays. I was supposed to get that money, and I didn't get that money. Oh, and monetarily. <clears throat> yeah, so I just kind of had to retrain myself to not relying on Wendy's <laughs> as much as I do. But That's I haven't had thing. Jimmy John's in over a month, and I think I might die. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine. You're going to do, you're going to be able to get some Jimmy John's soon and give yourself like a prize. <clears throat> it's like more special this way. I agree. And other people are like, Jimmy John's, what's wrong with you? I ate Jimmy John's. Uh, I would say at least three days a week when I worked in a, the town that had the Jimmy John's, which is it's like a 20 minute drive. So I'll do it on my lunch break sometimes. But for me, a special food gift to myself is the tasty bread from Jimmy John's. I think do whatever makes you feel good, man. I was going to say it's like we don't have a Jimmy John's near here. So you have to drive to go. To the Jimmy John's, so it, it feels a little bit more special now as well. Not just not eating it for a while, but like you have to make a trip to go get that. It's not like you just drive down the fucking street and get Jimmy John's. Mm, and I've true. had Jimmy John's maybe twice, three times. I always say that it's just a hot dog bun, but I say it now more days just to talk shit. And we'll have that. Uh, Call me Cat Williams. That's how much shit I want to be talking. Is that still? So I saw a video so fast, right? today from, I still see him in memes. Uh, I saw a video that J.D. Witherspoon posted on... It's John Witherspoon's son, right? Correct. Okay. He's a comedian. And he talks about his dad a lot. And before his dad died, they did a lot of stuff together. And he talked about how he was on set for... Oh, what was it? <clears throat> Was it? It was the second. No, it was the Tracy Morgan show, because it was Tracy Morgan, another guy I don't remember his name, Cat Williams, and John Witherspoon was like the main okay. cast. So he would be there, and I guess he had a basketball, and it was something like, I guess Cat Williams is really competitive, so he was just like, I bet I can beat you, and he was just like, Yeah, you'd probably beat me. So then Cat Williams was like, Like we should have a race. And they ran from like one end of the building to the other because he like for whatever reason wanted to challenge him. And I guess Cat, who was like thirty years old, beat this like thirteen year old kid <laughs> and ran faster than him. Well, as a as a person who's had an older man beat him in a race, maybe he's just real slow because that's what happened with me. I think that Cat <laughs> Williams is also small and close to the ground. He looks wiry and, and fast. He, I would expect him to be he's fast. He's very uh, much less. He's like a Yosemite Sam size. <laughs> and he has the energy, but not. I like, wish he had the same mustache. I do, too. A big red mustache that almost he, touches the floor. But he does have that nice hair that's not permed that you can please finish this. Oh, you can run your gnarled hand through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, cat waves are precious. What's the one I do? I may not be able to hit more than 200, but I always come in for par. 
<laughs> and I have no real. He asked if he could suck my penis in front of all my people. <laughs> and then other people was like, "What'd you do to get the job?" <laughs> all I can say about the Cat Williams thing, because we usually give our opinions on things that are happening. That probably nobody cares about at this point. No, but it was still a thing that God happened when right. we were gone. And I just thought it was funny. I have no input of of what Cat Williams' opinions are against other people and him saying well, things. because he, I now hate Cedric the Entertainer. I was never a fan of Cedric. <laughs> I didn't think he was that funny ever. The funniest person on that whole Kings of Comedy by far and always was Bernie fucking Mac. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think I heard that they put him last, like... Always on the tour because they knew he was just going to fucking destroy the room and there's no point in going up after Bernie Mac's on there. I will say before we get into what we're doing here, one of the favorite, one of my favorite things that Count Williams said was when he was talking about Cedric and about how he could barely lift his hands off his belly. (laughs) (laughs) Cedric looks kind of Tyrannosaurus Rexy to me. He has a very CeeLo Green physicality to him. Just like CeeLo Green. That's what I imagine. And before we actually get into this... I want to make sure we bring the people what happened to my Aunt Pam while this break has been going on. I don't want to forget to play these I completely forgot about this. We've got to hear this. Another thing that took place is that Aunt Pam, who's been on the podcast before, we love this woman. She's the best. Uh, You wish you could have a cool Aunt Pam. You do. Uh, I'm sure you do. She's the best. She's awesome. Uh, She's fucking weird as fuck. She's the best. So she... Got these voicemails on her <laughs> cell phone, and some old man dialed the wrong number. Um, so she thought it was funny and forwarded them to me, which actually they were like weeks apart, I believe, like two weeks apart. Yeah, you'll hear the first one, and then you'll under the second one will make sense. Okay, so we are going to play the first remember, voice my aunt mail. does not know who this is this is just a random person calling her phone and just leaving this random voicemail this is a wrong on number and pam's phone he's this old man is trying to reach not pam but sean sean all right <laughs> here we go yeah sean i was wondering when you're gonna reimburse me it's the wrong one on that junk did you give me it's not the wrong one. Yeah, the second one is the one where he, he has to reimburse. Well, you said that one is actually two, is what you said. If that's what I said, then I didn't mean it. One would be one. I think I said one was one. But I put a marker. You can just play it, and we can just go. All's good. Yeah, Sean. Uh, I thought you said you had some good stuff. Where in the hell did you get that stuff at? Damn, that's homegrown. It, hell, you got to add cigarette tobacco to it to make it smoke. Man, you got to give me something better than that. Now, I right. want to talk. He Sorry, said, he just said he bye. He said bye. Sorry, I didn't know. I thought it was over. Now, he mentions, obviously, this man has bought some weed from Sean. And he's not happy with <laughs> the weed that he got. Fucking dirt. <laughs> Did he say, I have to put sugar in it just so it'll smoke? No, he said, I have to mix uh, cigarette tobacco with it oh, to smoke. Oh, I can't understand his... Are you playing it again for me? Here, I'll find... Oh, you just play yeah, thing. Sean. Uh, I thought you said you had some good stuff. 
Where in the hell did you get that stuff at? Damn, that's homegrown. It, hell, you got to add cigarette tobacco to it to make it smoke. Ah. Man. I heard that. You got to give me something better than that. <laughs> now, this is obviously Sorry. an old guy. God damn it, I talked to him. He's old as shit. He's definitely old. <laughs> I imagine suspenders. A suspender uh, kind of guy? Like a farmer kind of guy? I don't guy? think he's even standing up, really. I bet he sits in a chair a, a lot, lot of the chair time. Sitting, so, sleeps in a chair a lot. So maybe suspenders that just kind of hang there, but if he needs to get up and go piss, he's, he can snap them on his He, like, hooks one <laughs> so that they don't yes, fall down. one is always hooked. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. So it was funny. I thought it was great. I shared it with you. We had laughs. Oh, yeah. I'm still having laughs, obviously, about it. <laughs> It's fantastic. There's so many things that he says that are just like, I mean, they're te- they're sound bites technically. They are absolutely like, sound bites, and it's perfect that it went to, like, it got to us, people who know the lingo of what he's talking about. We know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yes, and if this went to like some other random person, it would not be near as good. Well, he did say homegrown and smoke and... Yeah, so, I'm sure you can figure it out. But for me, I'm picturing like the homegrown shit I have bought before. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? The stuff that looks like stringier and yep. less like a tight bud. Absolutely. All right, let's move along to the second and will be the final voicemail because after this, Pam did call back. But uh, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, Sean. I was wondering when you're going to reimburse me on that junk that you give me. <laughs> He's so hey, withery. Stuff. Where'd he find that out? Out in the woods? It's no good. I expect to have something different, Sean. You can have that back. Or do you even know what it looks like? God. I ain't no damn fool. <laughs> Talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) He's obviously upset, and then he just ends it with the talk to you later. I wonder if they're, like, related or something. I wonder if it's, like, his nephew or grandson, and Sean's supposed to be hooking him up. But that's the thing. In the first one, he was like, is this homegrown? And then the second time, he's like, where'd you find this, in the woods? Yeah, if it's homegrown, probably. It feels farmery to me, because he's saying, like, woods and... The, oh god it's just too much to talk about with it <laughs> so i wanted to preserve this man because pam made a call she was like i don't want him i don't want this guy to kill sean yeah she wants sean to be alive um she got she, even though sean shouldn't be uh selling people garbage but uh he doesn't necessarily need to die he just needs a, to learn a lesson Art, i have a heart i want to think sean is an old man too and he just gets dirt weed anyway, and this is just extra dirt, which is why, like, he was like, eh, it'll probably be fine. But I don't find Sean to be much of an old man name. Mm. I mean, there's got to be old men Sean's, but Sean's to me are, like, in their late 30s. Well, there is old man Sean who lives, like, two blocks away. An old man named Sean? Uh, yes, old man Sean. All right, so... uh, An old mansion? Is that what you're trying to say to me? No, (laughs) no. Um, Pam called, didn't want this Sean to die, 
and talked to this guy's wife who was also <laughs> named Pam, I guess. Yeah. And um, was just like, hey, he's he's left these messages on my phone. It's supposed to be for some guy named Sean. If you want to tell him he has the wrong number. Yeah, she didn't blow his cover. She didn't be like, hey, this dude can't get his weed from Sean. She totally could have told the fucking wife that. Yeah, she didn't need to blow up anyone's. No, spot. I'm glad she didn't. I'm glad she didn't. It's not necessary. Not at all. Um, but it just I understand, but those two voicemails were good while they lasted. And to preserve them, we have in addition to making a change with the um I say I would say the performance of the theme song. <laughs> yeah. Um we we've made some changes to the soundboard. God Here we right. go. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Can oh. I set some of these up? Sure. In heaven, our father of the kingdom's name is. <laughs> I'm a dancing. I ain't no damn fool. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and when something goes wrong, you know what I need? Man, you got to give me something better than that. <laughs> so all of these clips that I gave Sam. It's no good. God, I ain't no damn fool. Man. You got to give me something better than that. These are all just going to be my critiques. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's all just so much talk and tell you you're stupid. <laughs> well, that's not the case. Now, I will say this. While that's changed, there is something that has endured, my friends, and that's when anyone mentions our Lord and true Savior, Weird Al Yankovic. That will never die. The Weird Al Gong is still around. The Weird Al Gong will always live. I forget how many times we have to do it. I'm glad you're in charge of those things because I always forget. I have forgotten it. and you have pushed me and other people have been like, hey, I just said that name. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> in my. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So we are back. We are. Sam. Hi. Sam, uh, what was the last thing that we reviewed? It was. Oh, I have no fucking clue. The last thing that you gave us. No, uh, I can clue. look it up real quick. The last thing that you provided, because I know I did not want uh, Infant Sorrow to be the last thing, was <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, yeah. It was Halloween time, it wasn't it? Was it Halloween was time. It? it came out like a day early, so it could come out on uh, Halloween. Nice. And then... We've been gone that long. <laughs> we've been gone a bit. We've been gone a few months. Interesting. And it's been a good time. I've enjoyed myself thoroughly, um, but I'm also happy to be back. And I thought... What better way? Because I'll say it, it's my responsibility to come up with something. I couldn't come up with the perfect album to come back with because I feel that after a break, you should come back with something kind of heavy, something with some, you know, gravitas, some bulls. I want to choose something with some bulls. Some knackers. So I chose a movie. I said knackers, by the way. I know. I've heard you. I know. I just wanted to make sure nobody heard that. You've been in a that. British in a, world. Yeah, but I'm, I'm making sure nobody heard that in a way that they can edit it and think I said something else. All right. This is a good cut break. Now, <laughs> we are doing, as I'm sure you've seen, the movie Drop Dead Fred. I saw this movie as a kid. Um, I will say at the top... Um, I don't know if that was the right thing because it. I don't think uh, it's PG-13. So I was ready to ask you it's what the not even was. made for children. It's made for like teenagers and up. 
um, because there is profanity in it. There's some like violence, um, at least some violent talk. So it's it it makes kind of sense why I think my mom didn't want me to watch it. But then I remembered on the second watch, maybe the first watch, why my mom actually intervened and was like, you can't watch this. You remember what scene? Uh-huh. Interesting. And, I would love to know when we get there. Oh, okay. You don't want me to just tell you? Oh, I thought you were saving it. Go for it. Well, he did this a couple times in the movie. He would scoot around on his back on the floor. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he would stop underneath a lady's skirt. Yes. <laughs> so it was that, that uh, which I think is a fair reason to maybe stop a movie that a kid is watching or at least say, because of this, you can't watch this again. It's definitely a pervy move in hindsight. <laughs> In hindsight, exactly. Like, specifically, hindsight. And uh, I did remember it, but I didn't remember it being so, like, eh, she probably shouldn't be doing that. I didn't remember it. And I will say, watching this again, I purchased this on through YouTube because this... It's the only way. It's not worth it to rent it to me. I w- it's not... It didn't cost that much to buy... I would probably want to watch this again at some point. And you've been eating at home so much, you saved money to be able to buy Drop Dead Fred. I also just need to change my ways so I can repair some things and get things taken care of and, you know, get my life in better shape than it is. I, uh, I'm I'm a sack of shit. Let's go in reverse. Let's start doing heroin and just, like, really trash our lives. You want to die in this house? Because I wasn't really looking I mean, forward to that. I'm kind of surprised I haven't already. Dude, I'm the one who's going to die first. Especially with Ghost I, I will say here. that I did tell Sam that my death plans are to not have a funeral and to have the cheapest burial possible so um, he can just kind of like, you know, wipe his hands clean and walk away. Um, and you don't have to be like... Th- how insufferable... To have to sit through hours of people crying at you, which is why I've at me, (laughs) which is why I've always thought like when you walk through the line at a funeral after you see the body and then you get to the family and I've always been like, why don't they look sad? It's because they've they're so numb to it already. They've already been through it. Now they're just standing next to the corpse like it's a fucking puppet show and everyone else is just sobbing all over them. That sounds miserable. Like everyone can grieve i'm not saying anything and i'm not saying people can't like reach out and be like michelle i'm sorry for your loss which that wouldn't happen it'd be the other way around um i'm just saying in the in the idea that you would die i wouldn't want to deal with that (laughs) this is bullshit you want a typical traditional no i don't want a typical traditional i want it more over the top than it already is i want big digital displays of me being like Doing like crip walks and stuff, and then everybody walks in and they gotta like put a Sam mask on, and then like when they, they greet each other, into? they're just like, "Hello, Sam. Hello, Sam." And nobody's allowed to say their actual name. It's just like a big homage to me. So it's like an eyes wide shut sort of thing. But I don't know. Like, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I think that's kind of like orgy esque. It is. It's like a yeah, like a fuck orgy. Oh, so we cult just kind of thing. We all wear Sam masks, and then everyone has With a turn at the corpses. Everyone has a turn at the corpse. Hey, I think I'm fine with that. We play Spin the Samuel. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm fine with that. I mean, I'm not, first of all, not going to know what's going on. I'm dead. I know. That's why it doesn't matter how a person is buried. Just throw them in, just, just throw them in the box in the just, ground. Everyone ram that fist right into my butt. Go for it. 
But well, really, I think we all know what I want to happen, and everyone gives me so much shit every time I bring it up. Because it's, it's, it's you illegal. You hang me from a bridge and hit me with a semi truck. Oh, I thought I was supposed to throw you from the bridge. Well, that was the original, but then I figured out a ways that like nobody would be that responsible or involved in the actual accident. So, although you would have to dangle me from the bridge, so technically. So if I'm dangling you, I'd rather fill you with candy and use you as a pinata. <laughs> that makes the most. That's sense That's fine, but to there's going to be candy and guts. Well, you're going to be scooped out like a pumpkin. No, that's not part of the deal. The whole point is that I explode. But I wanted to put your pieces in jars so I could... Pick them up off the ground and off the windshield of the semi. And put them in pickle jars with the pickle juice. You don't want to keep that of me. I don't want to keep anything. I smell this bad alive. Think about how bad I smell dead. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you said that you want people to punch you through your asshole... But you're not going to be alive. So when people pull back, they're going to pull your asshole back like it's a glove over their <laughs> hand that they're trying to pull their hand out of. Oh, I got the end of a sweatshirt stuck on my wrist. No, it's like an <laughs> evening. Like it's like a, a, an elegant lady with her evening gown and her long gloves yeah. is what it's going to feel like yeah. when you pull back and or when someone else, I'm sorry, pulls back and you are still attached. Call me breakfast at Tiffany's on that one. So we are here to, um, <clears throat> we watched... I couldn't think of the actress's name in that. We watched Drop Dead Fred last night. We watched Drop Dead Fred today. And now we are here to talk to you about what we think. Boom, 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 boom. By the way, neither of us us have seen this in a very long time. Not since we were... That's correct. This dog stinks. So it came out in 1991. I don't smell her at all. You really need to get on this train of not being able to smell stuff. It's really nice. Her asshole is right by me and I think she farted. She's sleeping and she farted and I'm right here. I still maybe she got shit. You got shit, girl? She is sleeping. She looks totally relaxed and probably just had a relaxed butthole. <laughs> Are you going to make it through the night? I don't like the smell of her farts. I love the smell of her farts cuz I can't smell it. God, we're so different. Yet so in love. <laughs> But anyway, this came out in 1991, This right? came out in 1991. Neither of us had seen it as I, adults. I probably saw it in like 91, 92 then. If it came out in 91, that means it's probably on VHS in 92, right? I guarantee saw it rental. I didn't see it in theater. No, but you would have seen it not long after it came out, it seems like. Unless it came out on like USA or TBS or something like that. I don't remember. I'm trying to put like what age I would have been. But I'm like, I'm six in 1991. I'm seven in 92. There's probably no way I saw it then. I feel like I saw this You're more. You're not and I'm six like until the end of '91. Nine or well. ten. That's how like I feel about the vibe of it. Maybe it was on TV when I saw it. I'm kind of feeling like this is a USA Network during the day kind of show. Now you didn't have USA though. Well, it's. I don't think they'd play it during the day because I think it's too crass for that. And it's not a show; it's a movie. They, can edit, they edit TV shows or they edit those movies. I've seen the Poltergeist play during the day. Don't you say? Caroline, Caroline. You should be reading your Bible during the day. I don't own a Bible. Oh, wrong. I probably own a satanic Bible. Jeez. Does that count? I mean, you're believing in something dumb, so I guess. Don't believe in it. Well, then why do you own it? The same reason I own, like, The Shining. I don't believe that's a real story either. Well, I own this signed (laughs) Jen Terry picture because I believe in her. So I guess we just... She does just gaze upon us during this whole fucking podcast. Yeah, she yeah. she turns me gaze upon this picture. Anyway, you want to talk about this movie in some sort of way? Yeah, so let's start with the cast. 
Do it. I like going by cast-wise. I think it's a nice move. All right. So Phoebe Cates, the star of the movie, I would say for me. That's according to the poster, she's the star. She's like she's the main person. <laughs> this whole thing is based around her character. Phoebe Cates, a lot of people remember her from things like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, I think I knew her from this movie. I would say. You said Gremlins is where you Gremlins think and you Gremlins might... 2 is where my Phoebe Cates memories are really strong. And I've always can easily transplant her accidentally as Winona Ryder in like Beetlejuice. Because okay. I think they kind of have not a similar vibe, but like a similar look in like short hair. I don't think they look alike at all. It just seems like I agree that they don't look like at all. But for some reason, I can just easily transplant. Either one into either movie. Well, I mistook her for a minute uh, for Jennifer Connelly in because uh, you said Gremlins, and I was like, "Yeah, Gremlins," and I was like, "No, wait, Jennifer Connelly in uh, Labyrinth is what I was thinking." Oh, Jennifer so Con- I did from that Labyrinth. once, but, but and I don't think that like. I don't think they look anything alike. Um, she was in Requiem for a Dream. She had that nice scene at the end where she oh. did that stuff for money. I know her. She did that. Oh, where she gets double dildoed with that other girl in front of a. A group of men in front of the guy that I think is isn't it the guy that's a you got to get the beans above the Frank from there's something or something about Mary I know man oh yeah isn't it him that's like yeah because oh. <laughs> she calls is like I'm supposed to call this number and you see his like oh, unmistakable mouth on the other line and he's like <laughs> that movie is so <laughs> gross that movie is fucking wild it there's very few movies out there that make me feel filthy. Like, even porn doesn't make me feel filthy and, like, grimy. Oh, it does me. The second after I come, it <laughs> makes like, what me... Like, what did I just do? And I'm like, oh, I ha- now I have to look at my phone again. <laughs> Cancel out as you come. So all you see is, like, Jim Norton in your, his look, underwear. <laughs> we're not the same. I can't do that. And then I can't come. Oh, I don't feel bad afterwards. <laughs> so Phoebe Cates... <sighs> but that movie makes me feel grimy. Anyway, go on. So Phoebe Cates, she she's a rich kid. She was oh her character in this? No. Oh, her this is actual Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Cates. Okay, I don't know much about Phoebe Cates. Her dad, she was born to a dad who was a Manhattan Jew. Okay. Jeez, calm down. He and other members, like I think siblings maybe, uh, were involved in Broadway. He was a major Broadway producer. Uh, major TV pioneer who helped create the $64,000 question, which was a show back in the day. Okay. This which, is her dad, right? This What's is her his dad. Name? Um, I you didn't write, didn't write his fine. name I down. It's, it uh, and then her mom. So I always thought she had a different look, not like super different, like, but she just doesn't look like a regular white girl to me, I guess. Okay. Like there was something different. And I yeah, realized. I agree. Her mom is of Chinese and Filipino descent. Oh, that makes sense. So I can see that now, like in her yeah. eyes and stuff. I agree. Jeez, calm down. <laughs> I think her her eyes are very big and brown, and they it's are. hard to not stare at them. I think they, her eyes are definitely a, a major feature of her look, of her face. Like, I think Phoebe Cates, and I think short hair, and I think there's like big, like your eyes, where they're just like big and dark, big and dark, and sometimes I like can't see the pupil, and it's mm-hmm. just like. You're almost like look like you're tripping, but you don't look like you're tripping because you're in your normal state. So you just look like like an adorable little teddy bear kind of thing going on. <laughs> that was nice of you. Um, I'm a monster. Phoebe went to Juilliard, being that she was a New York 
uh, rich kid because um, her uh, she danced ballet. Hmm. Uh, did I already say she went to Juilliard? I think Maybe. I did. She was a teenage model. Uh, and then I guess she only worked in movies for 12 years. Yeah, I know she doesn't act anymore. But I, I guess I would have assumed that she would have had a bigger span. Because a lot of people have talked about Phoebe Cates as being the chick who gets... And I, I've seen the scene without the nudity on TV. Did you see Phoebe Cates nude? Oh, you don't know about that? In Fast Times at I, Richmond High? she like. I've only seen it on like USA. I know that she gets out of the pool... And what's his nuts is in the bathroom, and he starts jerking off, looking at her. And she I takes always... off her top. I'm, I think she, she, I think she shows her boobs. Really? I always thought it was but just maybe insinuated, she didn't. but I don't think I've seen it unedited. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. I've only seen it at, like that scene on TV and yeah. like, yeah. like a clip show, but I've never actually seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't think that's Spicoli, right? Yes. I've only seen clips. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've seen the clip seen where he like, he's like, I'm ordering a pizza, dude. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Joseph Cates. Joseph is Cates. her dad. Oh yeah, and originally it was Joseph really Katz. Katz, yes, which is a much more Jewish name, which is so Jewish. Which I think he probably changed because of like a lot of people. Did. Like, I don't want to seem so Jewish and not get jobs, or people aren't going to want to work with up. me because yeah, they yeah. think I'm going to. Which is weird because they run the entertainment industry. You think it'd be fun, anyway. Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> so she quit acting. To it was in '94 was her last movie. Okay, I believe. Yeah, she met Kevin Klein. I was gonna say, didn't she marry somebody super fucking famous? And they got married. They had kids. And, and like, baby, you don't gotta work ever again. I'm Kevin fucking Klein. And she opened a boutique in New York in 2005, oh. and it's still open. Oh. What's She's, it called? Damn you. <laughs> I didn't think you'd care about that. <laughs> I didn't care about that. I don't know that. why I cared about it at all. Uh, Kevin Klein, you do, he doesn't act a lot either, does he? I don't know that I've seen a lot that he has done. I know he did that In and Out movie that was really popular where he like uh, pretended to be gay or people thought okay. he was gay or something. The only Kevin Klein movie I know is fucking Wild Wild West with oh. uh, <laughs> goddamn Will Smith. Oh, okay. Um, With that big, dumb mechanical spider. Let's see. He, I have got to pull him up on IMDb the because I feel like still about, he right? has done a lot. Um, oh, God, I forgot. He was Mr. Fish Odor in Bob's Burgers. He is? Yeah. The guy that like runs the pier? Yeah. Has the eye patch, I believe? I, yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't um, know that. So the last thing other than Bob's Burgers that he did was in 2021. Uh, I probably acts a lot more than I realize. I'm not into like dramas and things that he'd probably be into or that he acts in mostly. So I don't ever really know what's going on. Looks like I mean, the only film I know is Wild Wild West. With Tale of Desperado. That's a thing. He was in the Pink Panther movie in 2006. Okay. Was Steve Martin? Yes. He yeah, never going to watch that. <laughs> Uh, he was in Orange County, which I don't Wait, remember him in that. That fucking movie with what's-his-nuts in it? With Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks and, and uh, Jack, Jack Black. Black. I don't remember him I liked that. that movie. Yeah, I do. Wild Wild West, of course. Uh, he did some vo- voices in, like, The Road to El Dorado and things like that. He was also in the Will Smith Wild Wild West music video. Um, Wicked Wild Wild West. The Ice Storm. <laughs> he did uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, multiple things in that. And, uh, you know, after that, like he did that and then whatever. Uh, that, like, continued on, like, little things that they had. So I guess the Hunchback of Notre Dame 
dame whatever was like an ongoing thing for him okay um he was in the movie chaplain he i'm good on kevin klein (laughs) a fish called wanda oh there we go i've never seen it but i've heard of it i've seen that box a million fucking times he's been working for a really long time i knew he was like a A respected actor yeah but i thought maybe he was like super picky where it's like one every seven years, you know what I mean? I feel like he... But the, he couldn't have because he's in Wild Wild Fucking West. I feel like he's kind of silly. I always got the really? feeling that he like looked serious but was kind of silly. His role in Wild Wild West was like super smart professor guy and he was like not like slapstick comedy but he was like witty comedy. I think the sun just like, like went over a house. It did. <laughs> it got <laughs> the whole, much the darker. The whole dynamic changed in this room. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's move on. We don't need so, to talk about Kevin Klein and the goddamn Drop Dead Fred episode. Rick Mail. Oh, we're moving on to Rick Mail? We are moving on to Rick Mail. I assume this I didn't will... know if you wanted to keep him last, because, uh, <laughs> but it's hard to talk about Drop Dead Fred without talking about Rick um, Mail okay, we'll just, early. Okay, we'll, we'll hold on to him for a second, okay. because I don't have as many notes about people, because um, there are only like five people who it's are like the cast. main top-billed cast. I love that. We also have someone it. named Marsha Mason. Uh, she's been acting for a long time. She played the mom. She's the mom. Uh, she, she plays a very good bitchy mom without being like over the top, over the top bitchy. Like just these little jabs and looks she and says. stuff. Whew. She uh, she's acted a lot. Uh, the last thing that she was on was that Grace and Frankie show okay. on Netflix. Yeah. I've seen her a bunch. It it's ended. Just, I can't tell you what in it ended in twenty twenty two. And that was the last job that sh- that she's at least credited for. She's 81 and still alive. I was going to say, she's probably in her 70s is what I was going to guess. Next, Tim Matheson. This guy has been around forever. This guy's character actor city. This guy's face is just made to be on camera. Especially Sometimes the love and sometimes time. the fucking hate. <laughs> so I guess he started acting at 13. He was on. He joined Leave It to Beaver at fourteen. No way. He was Beaver's friend, like what? best friend or something like that. Wait, was he a? Oh my god. He was also on the last season of Bonanza. Uh, oh. I figured I'd give that to you. <laughs> Thank you. She said that because I'm a big fan of the show Bonanas for Bonanza. I'm only saying this because I think everyone else should listen to. He played in Animal House. God damn it! What was his fucking name in that? And leave it to Beaver. Yeah, that's all. Animal House. That's what it's from too. I've there's I've seen him so many times mm-hmm. and I can't tell you what it is. Eddie Haskell was he fucking Eddie Haskell? I don't know what you're. T- I never watched Leave It to Beaver. I'm gonna look up Eddie Haskell. C- continue. <laughs> he no, was in. It wasn't National Lampoon's Animal House. In 1989, he bought National Lampoon. Oh, really? With a business partner, but sold it two years later. Okay. Uh, he was in a very Brady sequel. He played like uh, m- the mom's thought to be dead first husband okay. and like comes back. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the dad in Van Wilder, I guess. I don't remember that. I've only seen that movie once. I've, I saw it a handful of times, but at that time, you know, like for that handful of months, I saw it a couple times. And he's directed quite a bit, and he is still currently working, and he's in his 70s. I would, if you would ask me my opinion of him, I would guess, like, I bet he's way more involved than any of us give him credit for. I bet he's been in way more stuff than we even know. I bet he's behind the scenes a lot, and then I looked up and saw that he was like a director and shit, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I'm right about this guy. But his face is just, 
it's so weird to have a face that you can fucking be like, he could probably be really charismatic and like kind and calm. And at the same time, it looks like he'd be a complete fucking asshole at the same time. I, that's what's good about being a character actor. I know, actor, it's You can great. do anything. Um, we also have as her best friend, we is played by Carrie Fisher, short hair, oh, Carrie Jane. Fisher. Jane is uh, her name in this. Acts real kind of like jacked up, like she's like high on cocaine Might or something. Might be on drugs. <laughs> I was going to look up uh, she, Carrie Fisher's timeline and see if she she's... She seems a little energetic. Deep in um, it at this point. But honestly, I've never really heard of her, so I don't really know much about her. You don't know. Um, We're not going to talk about Princess Leia. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, we also I, is there. I mean, do you need to say anything about? Her? No, but I I am going to eventually look up her cocaine timeline because I want to know if she was fucking on the sauce or whatever at this on point. On the sauce. On the du- on, on the on, dust. On that saucy cocaine. Um, we also have in a much smaller role. We have Ron Eldered in this movie. Who? He oh, is the oh, blonde guy. The, uh, he plays Mickey. Mickey Bunts. He was in Sleepers as one of the main characters. Okay. He was one I, of the adult boys. He's another one of those actors that I'm like, I've seen him a bunch and I can't tell you anything. You've also seen him in Ghost Ship. Oh, is he one of the people that like explores the ship? Yes. Okay. He's probably a tech guy, has a flashlight strapped to his head Something at some point. Like that. <laughs> so those are the two and things that I would probably remember same. him from. <laughs> um, but he doesn't have any acting credits since 2014. Really? So I don't know what he's been doing. Maybe he opened like a construction company. <laughs> yeah, maybe he left. I don't know. Because I actually recently, and my sister will be the only person to really appreciate this. But um, obviously we know from the adults from the movie Sleepers, we have Jason Patrick. Uh, he still acts. We have Kevin Bacon still acts. Uh, Brad Pitt, obviously. Um, and then... And he was one of those dudes? Yes. Man, I would never ever put him up in that caliber of actor. Him and Billy. No offense, but it just no. But him and Billy Crudup were the two adults who kills Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon that that shoot him a bunch in the restaurant. So they're the two who are actually on trial, and their friends are trying to help them. The fucking Robert De Niro's in that goddamn movie too. Father Bobby. Yeah, Father Bobby, who lies on the stand he before does. God. He sure did. But it was something like he he brought his own Bible, but it wasn't actually the Bible. It just had like a Bible cover. So he didn't actually swear on the Bible. Oh, as I, I don't remember that. that. Yes. God's got to forgive that one, Bobby. It's still a lie in the Lord's house. All right. Um, but Ron Eldred played the adult version of a kid who... His name, his real name was Jeff Wigdor, but he was one of those uh, G-E-O-F-F kids. And he had that classic, like, split down the middle, uh, 90s boy hair, blonde 90s boy haircut. Uh Um, The Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. And then I guess I looked into where he is, and his family, like, owns a law firm that he's involved in. So he's definitely fine. Yeah. He's not struggling at all. You know, it's interesting, and I I can see the benefit... it's fun when you see people that are like, I was an actor and I was actually doing well. And then I, I just didn't like it. So I went and I started digging holes and my life has never been better. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids aren't choosing to be actors. I feel like a lot of times that's parents kind of pushing them because they see something in the kid yeah. and they think, oh, you're funny. You're adorable. You could make me some money, bitch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Ron Eldred was the last person that we talked about. I do want to mention 
an uncredited role, which I think is wild, by Bridget Fonda. The first time I saw her, I was like, is that fucking Bridget Fonda? And it was. And it's weird to me that you don't know who she is. I know that name, but I when she came up on screen, I just thought it was anonymous blonde girl. And I think it's no crazy because she's the daughter of Bridget Fonda. Or I'm sorry. She's the daughter of her own self? She's the daughter of herself. Ah! She's the daughter of Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda? Okay. And then her aunt is Jane Fonda. And she is married to Danny Elfman. Oh, she is? And oh, hey, look. There's Annabella and Danny Elfman right now. Yes, and she's changed dramatically because she also quit acting. Oh, okay. Because she didn't need to because Danny's pulling in all the fucking kids. Uh, they got married and she decided they decided to have kids. So I it think was it's great. Two thousand. Well, and she has been spotted. She looks like a regular woman who's in her fifties. She's put on weight. You know what? I think I've seen this because people were like, I've showed I can't it believe to you. Okay, I've showed it to you before because it's like she's resurfaced and she doesn't look anything like how she used to. But people have been like, "Hey, have you ever considered coming back to acting?" And she said, "No, I like civilian life better." Can't really blame her, but she was in like Jackie Brown. Like she was like a hot piece of ass, is like how she was presented. Mm-hmm. Even in this movie, just yeah. Every picture you do of now and then, it, they choose the most unflattering picture they can find of her now, and then they choose her in like a bikini. Uh huh. <laughs> for the other, and I think ones. that's from Jackie Brown. <laughs> so they, yeah, they always do that. If it's a negative news story, they find an ugly picture to post. If it's a positive one, it's a cute picture. It's and. The media is 100% skewed. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. So we are still just talking about the cast, but I think that that's a big part of the yeah, movie because absolutely. the cast is who we carries the movie. We can get the, the cast movie. done. We can take a break and then we can come back and talk about what we think of the actual movie. That works for me. Hell yeah. And we saved what I would consider to be the best for last, even though I was going to try and jump into that a bit sooner. Rick Mail. I mean, I'll let you talk first because... Yeah, I know you're gonna you're going to go. I'm going to on. explode here in a second. So what is interesting to me is that I did look up some of his history because I think it's interesting to see where someone came from. I'm so excited to hear what you're gonna say because I either know it well or it's a new fact, and I'm so fucking happy. This is like when you started liking Spinal Tap. <laughs> this is like, oh, we're sharing this now. <laughs> and this might be a window into the British stuff. And I only know Rick Mail from this movie, just like Phoebe Cates. Like yep. the, this is my introduction. That's how most people know And Rick this is Mayo really this only how I kind of know him still, yeah. I would say. It's, I yeah. know that he's done other things, but I've never... He's done a lot of English stuff, but yes. not a lot of American um, stuff. Which this movie, by the way, was released in America, Canada, and the UK. Uh, Rick Mail. Born two parents who both taught drama. Okay. I guess. Did um, not know that. He went to university to study drama. Yeah, I knew that. But he, uh, it didn't quite work out. He, <laughs> which I guess I think it, he did get an, at least an honorary degree, but he got some degree, even though there for a while he did not do well, I guess, in school. He didn't take it seriously. Um, he met his young one pals while he was at university uh we have eight they say at uni at uh so I'm, i might say one of these names wrong so we have aid edmondson adrian edmondson is his full name fucking uh, love this guy ben elton is Aid is that the guy with the long straight hair who eight no 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 that's nigel planer okay and then is it lease mayor who he wrote the young ones with uh, those are the extraneous guys. The- no, that's a woman. 
Oh, yeah, she wrote with Rick. She was a writing partner with Rick. I couldn't remember her name, yeah, but so now you said that. They yeah. actually dated, and then he cheated on her. Not surprising. And the chick that he was uh, futzing around with got pregnant, so he left his wife for this lady, and they went and eloped, but the baby died. Oh, God. <laughs> but they stayed together and had three kids. Was that his wife till his that death? That was his wife till his death. Oh, okay. Uh, so 85 is when they got married. Ah. So... The year we were born. It's a little familiar. He performed at uh, the London's Comedy Store at their version. He was on Saturday Live, which was a British version of SNL. Yeah. Uh, I read that people considered him like the British Jim Carrey to some extent. Like I he can was see that. so physical. I can see that even in this and movie. Funny, and he was. A lot of people would say. I actually thought that, that he was like <laughs> one of the better comedians. He was like the top fifty in the top fifty comedians. Uh, across the pond. God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. It says, oh, the show Bottom that he did, and this came out the same year. Yep. Which yes. I think is wild. Yes. At this time, he's doing three. Th- There's interviews of Rick that he's doing interviews about uh, Drop Dead Fred. While he's in his costume for the live performances of Waiting for Godot uh, and saying that I'm also filming the first season of Bottom all at the same time. Well, he, so he's doing an interview in a costume because he's getting ready to go on stage. I believe from what I read, it on, they filmed this movie in two months. There's not a lot of set and a lot of stuff to do on here. You can pretty much just let Rick Mail go nuts on parts. Yeah. So like as you even said, the outside stuff was Minneapolis. And then they did a lot of stuff on a stage as well, like the house and stuff that was inside. Soundstage for that stuff. Um, and then I got that he was, he also uh, was to star in the first Harry Potter. He filmed some shit and then it ended up on the cutting room floor. I forgot about that. Um, and then after a morning. Probably pretended to masturbate too many times on camera and they were like, we can't use this, Rick. Well, after a morning jog in 2014. Old Rick had a heart attack and didn't make it. He died at home. How old was he? Fifty six or sixty five? No, I think it was it was in his fifties. I think fifty (sighs) six is correct. So uh, people who definitely have some shit under their belt. Sam, is there anything else that you would like to say about? Can I I explode about me and Rick? Rick Mail and I. Oh, you guys holding hands and skipping across a pond like a stone. Yes. So for me. I knew Rick Mail from Drop Dead Fred, and my aunt Pam, who's going to come up, who's come up again. She's the best. She found out about the British comedy, The Young Ones, and she thought maybe I would like it. And The Young Ones stars Rick Mail along with these other people. So this is where it starts my obsession—not obsession. Well, yeah, kind of—with Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson from The Young Ones and Bottom and Comic Strip Presents and Bad News, all the Bottom Lives. Pam and I were talking about flying over to England to catch the last Bottom Live tour. All this shit Pam would get through VHS that someone would dub from across the pond because they had a different regional code. They would dub it onto a code that we could watch it on, and she would get it from there. This is pre-YouTube. This is pre-all this shit. And I'm getting all this straight from my aunt, who I'm dubbing it too. So then my versions are like copies of a fucking copy. But it gave it this like tinge of coziness <laughs> that i fucking love you so also for got me, south park from her too i did i did get south park so for me 
Rick Mail is a fucking genius. Now, on his British stuff, it's all a lot more about farts. It's a lot more about butts. It's a lot more about jerking off. It's all about like... It's just trash, garbage humor. Maybe I should watch this. <laughs> I just, I, and I've said it so many times. My, I, I guess I'll say issue. My sticking point is that I just don't understand them a lot of the time. So I feel like I'm missing things because I don't understand yeah. the terminology. You do have to get used to it. You almost have to like submerge yourself in it for a while and watch it again. When I first watched it as a young kid, when I'm like 15, 14 watching Bottom and Young Ones and all this wild shit. I I think I only understood about 50% of what was going on. And what 50% of that was like, oh, they're hurting each other. Oh, it was a fart joke. Oh, it's a poop joke. I mean, almost every episode of Bottom, Rick just shits his pants. The joke is literally just he'd be like, oh, I just shat myself. <laughs> it's just like, so that's why you like that line in this movie so oh, much. Goes, hey, like- shit yourself. <laughs> there are so many times in this movie that I... So I watched it this time as like, I want to see the Rick that I know who's fucking crazy perverted, who just, and he was like known as a sex god. Like women wanted to fuck him all the time. So, so he was good at it? I guess. Adrian was like, he was like, he wrote in his biography about after Rick died, like, you know, he was supposed to not be a sex god on stage, but he couldn't help it because he was, which I'm sure would be a lot of fun. I wouldn't know. <laughs> But I think it's interesting because his eyes were like melting off the sides of his face. He has a crazy fucking lazy eye, which he actually had a drinking problem. The dudes, Adrian and Rick, broke up eventually. And it's because Rick got in a four-wheeler accident. Yeah. And his memory was fucked up. And he was just like forget He was things. in a coma. Like they thought that he was going to die. Yeah. But he pulled out of it and he still kept acting. And they mm-hmm. did bottom after for a while. So these dudes, Adrian and Rick, they were like comedy partners for a long time. Then they're like good friends. But he started drinking too much, and Adrian wrote, and you can tell when Rick is drinking because uh, his eyes start to part even more, and he's like, sometimes he'd come in, and the other one's just looking completely sideways. And then you could find uh, clips or posts from Rick saying, like, I actually have really good vision. You wouldn't think I would. <laughs> so like, he knows. He fucking gets it. I do think it's nice before we take a break and talk more specifics about the sure. movie itself is that there is a apart from this movie where he makes this face, which is like, uh, that has become like a meme and it's become things that like people put on tumblers and like, it's nice that they're, it's, it's nice that this movie is close to some people's hearts. It's a cult movie. If you look it up, it's always labeled as a cult. And it was thing. completely panned by the critics. I will get into some of those <laughs> I reviews think there's later. there's reasons why. <laughs> uh, I, I'll get into some of those later. I wrote down some, some quotes from people because I thought they were funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel like our generation looks back on it more fondly. I mean, for us kids, we also grew up in the 90s where it's like gross humor was the thing. Gross boogers, humor was everything. Boogers and farts. And that was and all the And physical comedy. We had yeah. like Jim Carrey was doing similar stuff with his body. Absolutely. And so it's like this movie is kind of geared towards Ren and Stimpy fans. It's geared towards this like gross out vibe that doesn't really exist anymore. We had candy that was like, it's boogers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's goop. <laughs> you see it now, but it's now it's labeled as like squishy juice. Yeah. Um, but for our time, it was like it's poop. Eat the poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, I want to say that. So I love fucking Rick Mail. I watch this as I can't wait to see his antics that I know and see him bring it to America. And I fucking love Rick Mail. And it's sad that he's dead. And it's sad that Rick and Aid never got back together. It's sad we didn't get more bottom. I, I fucking love this I stuff. I have a and whole I've, bunch of bottom I can give you. And I've reacquainted myself with it recently. When I got the fucking flu, I watched all of the young ones, and I watched almost all of bottom. I watched all the bottom lives. How are you watching this? Is this stuff all on From YouTube? From illegal websites. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it was on YouTube. I didn't know if you maybe per- went ahead and just purchased no, stuff because no, you were no. sick. And bottom is just two dudes that are constantly fighting. They just beat the shit out of each other. They just talk about how they masturbate all the time. Well, Rick does. But it's just gross. So whenever it gets gross in this, think... There's interviews of Rick saying, I had to tone it. We had to tone it down for American audiences. He's like, it's almost too sentimental for British audiences, and it's almost too gross for American audiences. It's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah, I know. How different uh, just being across the pond can be. Absolutely. I'm sure you love my accents. I do, and I fucking would love to go to England before I die. That's like, I need to go there. I feel like I'm supposed to be there sometimes, but I know I couldn't get any good weed, so I don't want to live there. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, and then we'll come back and talk about this movie that's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. Boom. Um, One person in this, well, I... Phoebe Cates, I guess, recorded some music here and there a little what? bit back in the day. So, I had no idea. So we're going to listen to, not a lot, but is we're, we're going to go out on break. Is it all Gremlins based music? To a song from her called Lemonade Kisses. <laughs> Sounds like Frank Zappa almost. Nothing really special about her voice or anything, but... No, and this probably came out in the 80s, so I don't understand what the fuck's happening. Lemonade kisses, baby. She might have been going for that I'm a cute girl thing. So I think do so. Up, do up. Probably. I get it. Well, All right, let's we'll take be a break. We're going to pee and we'll be back. It looks like I died and lost a battle with AIDS You all can pay to see my casket up on stage Sure this is insensitive, but money must be made We'll put a needle in their arms and we'll pump chemo through their veins. Hey, all you people, where's your money? I'm sure you get the gist that when somebody dies, we capitalize and get rich. And the eagle will fly through every cancer cell. You won't be hearing me ringing that remission bell. And it feels like the whole wide world is sad, but that's not true. There's always a tragedy You can get rich off of two You can get rich off of two Look everyone, he's coming through the doors 
open them! He's here! Quick, Rick, do the speech. Hey, kids, stop smogging and pay attention to me. Because if you're a wild-eyed loner standing at the gates of oblivion, then hitch a ride with us, because we're on the last freedom moped out of nowhere city. And we haven't even told our parents what time we'll be back. So pull on your dancing trousers and get down to the total and utter king of rock and roll, Cliff Richard! Got myself a crying, talking, sleeping, walking, living dogs. I was like, I recognize these voices right at the beginning. Ah, the young ones. Yeah, the young ones and Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard! Which it's interesting because there's also a little bit of a tie-in. Because when I did that Sam podcast episode, we I included a song by Cliff Richard. Yeah. Hello, Sam. <laughs> Goodbye, Samantha. Did I do that wrong? No, goodbye, Sam. Hello, Samantha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah goodbye, yeah. dude. Hello, lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then made the connection that Cliff Richard has done things with the young ones, which include Rick Mail. Yeah. And Rick was part of that, right? Like he oh, was the one who was talking. He's the one big who, introduction. The big introduction yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. The guy goes, ah! That's uh, fucking Vivian. But in the young ones, like Rick Mail would bring up Cliff Richard all the time. He'd be like, Would you say that if Cliff Richard were in the room? <laughs> so for me, I was like, I gotta look up who this Cliff Richard is while I was sick. And I looked it up, and I mentioned Cliff Richard to you, and you were like, yeah, dummy, we've, we've well, listened to a Cliff Richard song. That's what was in your head. <laughs> but I don't think I said it. You didn't say and it. And I think no, I should no. stand up for myself. God damn it. I fucking... I ain't no damn fool. <laughs> I love... I'm going to gush again. I just love this British shit. So for me to be able to watch Rick Mayo with you was so exciting. Man, you got to give me something better than that. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm being very genuine. <laughs> It's no good. <laughs> I ain't no damn fool. God. You're, you're going to overuse them already. <laughs> no, I'm just introducing them. Get used to it, people. So I have some actual, I have some notes about the movie itself. Okay. Because I did some, you know, notes about the cast and things like that early on. And uh, I do have some, some things about the movie and then... Uh, took some movie notes when we were actually watching them. So some stuff that I also took before watching it is that all all this, like I said, panned by critics. Critics did not like this. This currently has only 11% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, but it technically wasn't a flop. The budget was, it was like 6.7 million and it made 24 million. Not a flop at all. So made more than not technically a flop. Almost three times its budget. Um, but it has since become a cult film, and I think with our generation looking back on it fondly, and it recently kind of being more in the meme world, and like people are not letting it die. People our age are now the parents, and these parents want to show their kids, and they're probably getting to that age now where they actually can, if they had like the kid at twenty five, it's time that they can actually show this kid this gross out fucking humor. And maybe it's going to be a thing again that people enjoy. Sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I need more light because I can't see that light. On you're good. Side. You didn't have to explain it. I was just going to keep going. <laughs> but I want people to know. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying now. Goodbye, you done Sam. fucked it all up. Hello, Samantha. That's not what I was saying. I guarantee it. That's not what I was saying. Ta- were you talking about how you were talking about how parents are sharing oh, the things? I wonder with if like children. gross out stuff can come back now because. 
yes where are the and parents? no, I don't know. Cause well, there are a lot of, and I, I don't mean to sound like a fucking conservative uh, nerd, but there is absolutely an oversensitized thing that's taking place that's really irritating. Everything is offensive, and I think that there are a lot of things that they, especially like the scene where he looks up people's skirts. Oh, I mean, I think that one's valid. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying I think that that would turn people. I think that would be enough would. to turn people off and it make would. them stop the movie. It would. Where me, I'm just like, oh, that's cringy. It's cringy. But he's got a, such a good joke when he does it at one point. And he's like, cobwebs. On the mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as some ratings, Gene Siskel gave this movie zero stars and oh. said, this is easily one of the worst films I've ever seen. Leonard Maltin called it a putrid mess. <laughs> 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 Which I love. I, I, I think the word putrid is underused. Not in death metal, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since then, there have been some critics review who have reviewed it in more modern days. And they talk about how it's a, a brilliant movie that is way ahead of its time in dealing with mental illness. I can agree with everyone involved that you just read. Mm-hmm. With Leonard Maltin, I can, I, everyone is correct, you in my opinion. You know a crazy movie factoid that I read about this? Sure. Hopefully it's true, because I read this part in multiple places. This movie was originally pitched to Tim Burton and Robin Williams in the role oh. of uh, Drop Dead Fred, hmm. but they declined. Oh, you know what? It's... It's sad to say it probably would have been a better film all around if that would have happened. Some things are meant to be. But then we wouldn't have our glorious Rick Mail being a fucking fool in this because that's like... And our one American role, really. Most of what he's done has been British stuff. English stuff. And who he is. I've seen interviews with him where he says like he feels more comfortable in England. He can be more himself. Mm -hmm. He's got to tone himself down for us. It makes sense. I've watched a David Letterman interview and it's like awkward the whole time. You can tell he's trying not to just be like... I'll have a wank. (laughs) But it's what he wants to scream. So an interesting little tidbit I also came across is that they were in talks to do a remake of this in 2022. That makes sense to me. I was wondering if they could have done it because there's so many more effects they could do now. Well, I think the person that they had in mind made it to where it uh, is something that they definitely wouldn't do it with him. Okay. Um, Is he a monster, it turns out? Russell Brand was in talks oh, to oh, do... God. ...to remake this. I would have been so fucking mad if that would have happened. He does not have the charisma that... They just wanted a British Rick guy Mail with hair. Had. That, I mean, that's really <laughs> it. He just... Does, I mean, and he can be silly in his own ways, but not like... probably be childlike, but no. It's just not the same. I don't think... I don't feel let's, that he would be able to pull that let's off. Let's do it now and use Timothy Chalamet. Everyone else's. Uh, I'm surprised I even know that fucking name. I only know him because he's in that Wonka movie. So now we're actually in my the world of my notes. We are watching the movie. Okay, cool. And I want to make a comment right. on the bedroom. Oh, the very beginning scene? Pink is vomit-inducing, when the especially when the wallpaper, the rug, everything is pink. Everything is pink. And different... Ra- uh, kinds of pink like the wall is pink with darker pink stripes mm-hmm. it's fucking ugly and it, i mean that's not a choice she made no that was it's her mom wanting to have yeah they are definitely good at laying down this is an overbearing mom right at the beginning 
Yeah, I felt... See, and I wrote something, a note down is because I didn't really... I guess I didn't understand as much or I didn't remember because I thought her mom was just more overbearing because when we watched it last night, I guess my brain didn't stick on the things that she would actually say to her daughter. The actual mean things that she would say that like were cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do... That I would go like, oh my God, <laughs> when she would say some things. Well, and I noticed this at the very beginning, um, but there's also a part that will bring up Unless we can just, because we don't have to go chronologically yeah, necessarily. Just talk about whatever you want. Um, but the ADR in this movie, oh yeah, is rough sometimes. There's a lot, but there's one that's like specifically fucking crazy so with the doctor. The psych doctor it is. It feels almost like a Men in Black scene. Why? Where it's a it, where it's really an alien in a man suit oh. and who's trying to imitate like or emulate what a human sounds like and I, it's clearly just like overdubbed wrong and weird and it makes him seem not human. Def- definitely, for me it just seemed like an Italian horror movie and it it made me wish the whole movie was like that. <laughs> I wish half the people were speaking Italian but English was coming out. So, I mean, the whole idea, and I never thought, because I keep seeing people talk about how this movie is a movie, I'm just going to go straight into this, is a movie of mental illness. I always saw this as, because I never thought about it with an adult brain. Okay. So I thought about it as just kind of like childlike, but I didn't remember like the details and stuff. But I mean, she's having a fucking mental breakdown. Is what's essentially happening. I agree to somewhat. Yeah, I can argue both sides here because this was a major, major main question for me. This whole thing ties into what we're talking about right now. Okay. Is. Yes, she's having mental issues, but I'm talking full mental breakdown. And that's is she having a full mental breakdown? And that's why she sees Fred right now and stuff. Or because there's evidence that physical things are actually happening in the world that are affecting other people. Is Fred actually real? This, uh, and it's like he gets traded out because at the end he got traded out to a new girl who has the same fucking name. I have so oh her name's not the same. I have, Fred's it doesn't make sense because okay, because because Fred writes a letter, a mean letter. What we're not. He writes a letter pretending to be her husband who has left her for another woman for Bridget Fonda, and it is seen by. The mother, the mother as well. So that's there. So he is a... Maybe it's like the movie Ghost, which I don't have the ghost on here anymore. No, you don't. Um, or, or demons or something. I also don't have uh, You Endangered Girl. You do not. God, I made some bad choices. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> I could put you on a different bank. <laughs> whatever. Any... Um, fuck, what am I talking about? You're talking about Fred dead, dead, dead Fred Med being real or not? He, he gives the letter, like the so movie that's ghost, Okay. Is it if he... If, if something is... Like upsetting enough that he can do something physical, just so like he's, Vincent. Chav- so Chavelli he's real. She's seeing an entity that exists. I. That's what's. That's what I don't understand because he like he even says I think early on that he like needs her. He, like like he were his. I mean his existence is reliant upon her. He waited. He's he's back. Oh, he's back because she's not happy anymore because her fucking husband left her. So he's back to make her. He's, because he comes, he's like, so get happy. And then he hits her with a shovel. I mean, he comes back immediately. Like, she goes to bed yeah. and then wakes up in the middle of the night because he wakes her up by smacking her in the dream. And then she wakes up and she's like, oh, this. But then. Yeah, but you could also argue that's the mental breakdown. She was reminded of Drop Dead Fred by when she ran into that guy. 
And now she's clicked. Oh, and then she saw, because she opened that cabinet and like dolls. Yeah. And that oh, that's also Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, because then she thought that it started turning but on its own. I st- it depends what's going on. So like he leaves the letter and there's other, other physical things that are happening. Did Phoebe Cates in her mental breakdown actually write that letter and shoved it under the fucking door? That's a, I literally have a note. There's still Here we go. This Fred's is, footprints this in is the what shit. I, this is what I wrote. How did her imaginary friend write and leave a letter for her to for her while she was getting made over by her mom? She You're was right. not in the house. Did she write it and then drop it on her way out? Maybe not remember she wrote it. Read it like it was new when she came back, and then somehow immediately convinced herself that her husband wanted her back to physically go yeah. and try and get him back. That all makes sense. She's mentally ill. That that all makes sense. She's mentally <laughs> fucking ill. So I said, does but Lizzie straight up have multiple personality maybe, disorder maybe. that she is doing things in her as Fred? Because as a kid, it seems like different. And I really tried to watch this and got lost so many times and wasn't able to keep up with trying oh, to watch you, it <laughs> the second time, watching it from the perspective that he's not real. I never and it's watched really it with that hard to do. Well, it's because all they show you, it shows that he's real. And the movie, let's be real. The movie is Rick Mail. The movie is Drop Dead Fred. There is like, there's a somberness. <laughs> you can feel that um, she's depressed. She feels like everything is bad. And all of a sudden, this light comes back. And even actually, she broke a smile when she started remembering him. Yeah, and she started she having ran into, these uh, moments. Mickey Bunce. And she's, he's like... And he says something like, uh, you remember Fred? Drop dead Fred? Or she oh, say, no. he says, remember Fred? And she goes, drop dead Fred with a fucking smile on her what face. What he said, and I actually wrote this down okay. because I think that it's weird, is that when she... His whole character was weird, and he's a weird guy. She runs into Mickey after being fired, and he said that his daughter, because he's going through a divorce, and his daughter acts just like Lizzie used to act. But then at the end, again... Fred is with his daughter and she can't see him because yeah, she got yeah, rid of him. Can't see him yeah. um, but does that so, mean Fred but, was but already she, there simultaneously? That's what I'm saying. She was already acting bad when she, his daughter was already acting, like okay. reminding her. So was it just, because she says here's, drop dead Fred. Well, here's how we explain that. He said drop dead Fred to, or he said Fred to Phoebe Kate. So he obviously remembers Fred. Maybe he said drop dead Fred around his little girl. And I don't remember him ever saying the name. I feel like... He said Fred. He didn't sh- say drop dead Fred. He goes, remember? Fred. And she went, ah, oh, drop dead Fred. So he said Fred. I, didn't, I don't remember so him ever saying it's that. It's right after they run into each other. You can argue both. Now, I prefer to think that Fred is drop dead Fred is real. Mm-hmm. And that he just gets like... Either he's infinite and there's like only 10 types of imaginary friends and that's just infinite throughout the universe and there's some sort of department that assigns imaginary friends well there is a scene where the imaginary friends see each other and i exactly. the perspective that the kids can only see their imaginary friend <laughs> just but, dancing and but stuff. they're all like yeah like haven't and this is at the psych place because they're <laughs> yeah. all these people are taking their kids to a pediatric psychiatrist because they, they all have the uh, he's like the leading doctor in the problem. country for uh kids with imaginary <laughs> friends which is the most fucking insane <laughs> right like uh thing to have on your resume 
I'm, I'm the imaginary friend doctor. I'm the imaginary who, friend guy. When I talk, it looks like I'm not actually talking. And I am actually a, <laughs> an alien. Uh, so, so I prefer to think that Fred is real. Like, especially in the scenes, in I, they showed it. They didn't show it this way on purpose. If she wanted to prove that Fred is real, to say, uh, when she goes out on like a little dinner kind of date with uh, Mickey Butts, yes, and she. Fred's like fucking with Phoebe Cates, like messing with her and picking up her food and stuff. And she's fighting him with the plate. If she wanted to show that Fred is real at that point, she can let go of the plate and it will rise and it will fly by itself. Yeah. That doesn't happen because I think they are ultimately trying to say, I want it to be that he's real, but I do think in the long run, the filmmaker made it with an intention of it's a mental break. And it's one, it's literally like, She's like disassociating from herself, Absolutely. but she's becoming like two different people. And it's yeah. literally fine. You see her like fighting herself. Yeah. And I never thought about it like this. Like it has completely changed my perspective. And I do want to say, aside from the fact that in this movie, the special effects are as bad as their ability to pass off stunt actors as the actual oh, characters. The CG's even worse. Uh, yeah. Which they're probably doing as the best they can, but it's time to not use it yet. <laughs> shit, I was going to look up. I forgot to do that. I should do that right it's now. Jurassic Park out by now. I want to know. Because <laughs> it should have looked better. Movies with special effects that were out in 19. Movies with special. Don't you mean, uh, you can't say special effects if you want CG. Would that be considered CG in 91? It depends what effects we're talking about. When he's bouncing around and it looks yeah. like a digital, that's computer graphics, yes. Maybe, oh, that's computer graphics. What does I stand for? Information? Computer graphic imaging, I think. Im- <laughs> All right. Movies with CGI in 1991. Here we go. Um, Jurassic Park. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah, they would have had a much bigger budget for the CG than Terminator 2. But I can see that. You- you watch Terminator 2, and even the liquid shit doesn't look good now. I don't think that liquid shit would ever look good. I agree. Unless you actually like m- m- got like molten metal. Total Recall came out the year before. Robocomp came out the year before. Yeah, this is all like the introduction of computer shit. Like, uh, they're not even touching 1992, it. 1992, right after this, was like Death Becomes Her, The Lawnmower Man, Jurassic Park. And Lawnmower Man and all that. Oh, Jurassic Park's 92. Lawnmower yeah. Man has like computer graphic stuff in it computer graphics stuff in it but it's like real chintzy 3d looking stuff and they do it on purpose Waterworld was in 95 was four years after this so they definitely came a long way in a short amount of time there's not uh, there's not much well there's probably cg for that fucking shark thing that's in there that and i i mean they're like making scenes look more big and worldly and like connecting things and stuff probably using it more for environments at that point than but, like, there's parts of this where I know it's supposed to be cartoony. It gives me a real mask vibe sometimes. The mask, not mask from that one movie with the guy with the funny face. But the other movie, The Mask with the guy with the green funny face. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, same kind of computery graphics stuff going on there where he's bouncing around the room a lot. Doesn't really look good. It looks cartoony, well, but the I, mask gets away with it because it's supposed to be a cartoon. I think the mask probably had a bigger budget. I oh, think for sure. They for worked sure. with what they had for six yeah. million dollars. But it, it drives me crazy when you go like, couldn't we just not do that part though? But like, how are you going to make her sneeze and Fred flies across the fucking room without 
doing some sort of shit. They didn't necessarily need to do that. I would agree. They probably could have come up with another device that she heard her sneaking out of the room because that's really the only reason to exist except for the end. She did it when they were a kid, when she was a kid too. Yeah, but I mean, why it exists is one, there's the scene where she's trying to sneak out of the house, so she sneezes and she gets caught sneaking out of the house by her mom. And then the other one is she sneezes drop dead Fred up to the top of the wall and he can hear her husband talking to the other girl still. Is that is that supposed to be some sort of a representation of her of how her mom treats her because she is visibly allergic to these flowers that her mom not only keeps in the house but also <laughs> grows outside of she the house. Does. And what a bitch of a mom knowing that her fucking daughter is allergic to them and she still grows them and puts them up in the house. I don't know if that's symbolic, but I feel like it might I be. I think it is. I think you just. Dipped in a little bit more. Speaking of all the mom stuff, I want to talk about her real quick. Yeah. She says some things like when she's in trouble, she's like, you know, sometimes I don't think I love you as much as I used to. It's like, I wrote that down. What the fuck? That's crazy. And I wanted to know how much it hit you since you have things with your mom. Did it like hurt more? It hurt me, but I didn't know if it hurt you more. It didn't. Uh, it, uh, it didn't like hurt me yeah. i guess it piss you off i just that's why i'm seeing it through adult eyes is a little different for sure and it <laughs> what i struggle with the most is which is part of it but is okay so the the version of her when she was a girl is so adorable and lively and she like she back talks and she's fun, and she has a wild imagination. Yeah. And her mom breaks that out of her. Absolutely. And rushes it down. And just demeans her the whole time. And then, I mean, at the end, she said that she only had a baby to save her marriage, and it didn't work. Yeah. She's fucking brutal to the end. Uh, so think, I almost respect her honesty. Because I almost wish <laughs> my mom would just say things to me. Instead of playing a game? Instead of it being so like, no, you hurt me. And it's like, bitch, just tell me how you fucking feel. Like, stop trying to, like, play games. And I wish that more... I know it hurts to have a Band-Aid ripped off quickly, but it's easier to deal with because it is what it is and you can walk away from it. you get it over quicker than going... Ouch, 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 and peeling it off slowly. Yeah. So I I guess I don't have as much of a connection because I feel like there's a different... There's just... It's different. I, I, I don't feel... I, I, I can watch things without feeling like... I mean, unless her mom was actually, like, hitting her, maybe I would have felt more connected. But a lot of... Yeah, they're not going to go that far. <laughs> but a lot of my, my abuse was through... Was verbal. Was... Or taking pictures of me crying to show me how stupid I look. That's fucking nuts. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's the mental stuff more. It's it's the words, which for some reason, I don't know why that stuff didn't stick with me. And maybe because it was something I felt a little more familiar to that I didn't focus on that. And I focused on Fred just being wild. Absolutely. Because, again, watching it as an adult... Uh, and I wrote this down. This movie is too deep to be a kid's movie. Even being PG-13, there's... And I, I get the like the toilet humor approach, which yeah. also people were like, this isn't funny unless you're six years old. Uh, some, I don't know. I was 38 and I was laughing at it. <laughs> it's... 
my face lights up when I'm watching it and Fred is on the screen. His what he does with his physical comedy and his face and when he has his that body s- and he like when he has that scene where he puts the flashlight under his face and he's like, <laughs> "Look at me." <laughs> That's straight from some fucking other stuff I've seen him do. And I was like, oh, I'm so delighted. <laughs> I did actually write down specifically Rick Mayall is this movie. He is the energy and the fun. He carries I this agree. whole thing. Kate's be damned. And I think that I agree. Phoebe Cates does a good job. She's fine, but no Rick Mayall, no fucking movie. But my God, her mom really put her in a tremendous state of arrested development. She dressed like a child uh-huh. as an adult. Yep. And just knowing what she was as a kid and then became just so broken and was with a man who in the very beginning is like, because she's like, oh, like thinking about like what he did with another woman on their couch, but can't stop touching him and saying, I love you. Be with me. She's definitely emotionally damaged, which it it supports the whole mental breakdown thing. That's that's what it actually is. And she was never able to get the love of her mother, which is like the simplest thing that you're supposed to have. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, above all else. And the father left. And the father... But he actually seemed like he loved the kid. He did, but... Because he was there more for the the like emotional things. Like, he held her when she sure. was crying. But, and the mom wasn't like that at all. But when you... But the father's gone, so she's still yearning for that man to also be there. So, like... Well, I don't think he continued on in her life. No, I think he all. literally just said, fuck this, no, I don't want any connection went, to this woman ever in any way. back to whatever fucking land that they have that accent is... I feel like the idea also his fucking mid-Atlantic thing was that he was maybe not faithful either. Like I feel like she was also maybe searching for someone who was more similar to her father ah, and how he like maybe. couldn't fully commit to her and was just never well, really there. Even though the father was just as was more emotionally there for the daughter and was more like just let her be a kid. Well, no, he said it more like this. Just let her be a kid. His fucking accent was so weird. It was that mid-Atlantic like actor like, oh, Charles, where are you going, senior? And it's just like, you're not from England, but you talk like that. It's very strange. Uh, even though he was more emotionally there for uh, Lizzie, the daughter of Phoebe Cates. Uh, he was probably an awful husband. He seemed like a fucking asshole at yeah. the same time. He's, he'd be sitting there and she'd be like, Charles, wh- don't you agree? And he's like, what? Huh? Something's going on? You're talking? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just be a kid. Just destroy stuff. I don't care. Anyway, I'm going to go to the bar. <laughs> I, I did um, the alien doctor. I did because I liked this quote both times that he said this. And it's uh, regarding the pills being prescribed so she can rid herself of drop dead Fred. And I think that this is an interesting way to describe any sort of, like, in a simplistic way, and a funny way of anything that works on the brain. They just neutralize the part of the brain that's malfunctioning. Like, that's such a simplistic, but, like, weird way to say it. Because you're, you are neutralizing it. You're not, like, turning it in the opposite direction. You're just kind of, like, numbing it out and making it neutral. Or killing your imagination. <laughs> It's kind of what they did with you with your medicines. I do feel like I'm like I've <laughs> like set up, little, I'm over medicated. I feel like it's killed some of my creativity. Like you got a little less Fred in your life. I feel like I need to fight to get it back. Uh, it's not as easy as it used to be. Um, a couple other notes about some things because so Carrie Fisher also part of her like seeking relationships that are bad. Her best friend is technically a piece of shit. Oh, you're. you're 
The way you said it, it sounded like you're saying Carrie Fisher's friend is a piece of shit. No, her friend. Phoebe Cates. The f- as a friend to you're Lizzie's saying, character. Uh, I can't remember. You said Janet or something. Jane is Jane. Carrie Fisher's character. She is a piece of shit. She's is what a you're piece saying. of shit. Like she is having an affair with a man who's married, who's yep. also an asshole. Yep. Um, Murray. I don't know if. I mean, I guess she's an okay friend, but she just comes across as someone who's just very self-absorbed. I know what that's like. I'm that guy. <laughs> um, but then... Except for the piece of shit cheating thing. But there's also the whole thing because she lets her stay at the house or at, on her houseboat. And then it's, oh, let's go and like check this out, essentially. And Fred just starts like he pushes a button. And oh wow! I didn't know where you were going with that. And it makes the she leaves because Phoebe Cates is trying to get away from Fred, so she's on the boat, houseboat, and then she leaves Phoebe Cates on there. But it's like a party barge. It's very weird. It looks like a, like a riverboat because it's got like mm-hmm. big flume things on. It's got those big wheels on the back with the wooden paddle, big propellers. Deals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fred takes everything down. Now is that Phoebe Cates? Because like that's what during I'm it, Phoebe Cates starts. Which because she's like fighting. This is them. another support for Phoebe Cates having a breakdown. Not only is she obviously depressed and stuff, she's obsessive, like with the Charles thing. Charles, her husband, has cheated on her, but she's still like, "Oh, I gotta have him back." The only thing that'll make me happy, and then she thinks that she sees him on a boat driving by, so she chases him on that's right, that's on this barge thing. That's not gonna keep up with that fucking speedboat, by the way. No. So did she take it out, and did she go down to the bottom thing and like break all the dials? And hit everything with wrenches and untwist everything. And she just like have these manic bouts where she just destroys shit. It seems if that's if if Fred isn't real and it seems like Fred isn't when it boils down to it. Yes. So I'm thinking of two movies but every also, time we talk about this. It's Fight Club and this other fucking movie where the girl thinks she's being hunted by a murderer and a serial killer. And it turns out it's actually her that's doing the murdering and the serial killing. Yeah. And they go back and they show every scene of the murders but it's actually her like holding the person's head or her stabbing the person so now I'm putting Phoebe Cates in every situation like she just runs down to the bottom of the boat really quick and just busts a bunch of shit with her wrench and then runs back up really quick and then talks to air and goes Fred what's that water so if you're just watching it you're just like this lady is fucking crazy um, one thing that you had mentioned about you, you brought Mickey up, um, but my Mickey Bunts. We're not talking about the, we're not talking through the movie chronologically, so it's harder to keep up with the notes, I guess, because yeah. the notes are written as the movie goes. Yep. Um, Mickey, played by Ron DeSantis, oh god, <laughs> uh, Eldred. He, um, he is th- he his character is odd. Because he's also not only mentally ill himself and obsessed with a mentally ill girl, he the crazier she is, the more he seems to like fall in love with her. (laughs) And I is it that being is is falling in love with a crazy person? Does it make you crazier, or is crazy just a crazy magnet? His his character is so strange. I don't. It came off as bad acting a lot of the time to mm-hmm. me, and I don't know if he's a bad actor or if his character was just written that poorly. But he, there's really no substance to this guy. It's just he's just like no. obsessively in love and, with her. And what I'm really picking up, and I think about it, is he's probably still reeling from his divorce that he probably didn't want, 
And so to him, he's too stuffy. His last relationship probably failed because of something. So when he sees Phoebe Cates doing all this crazy shit, for him, it's just, I want to be free too and not care so much about, you know, what people think of me. But the way he goes about it is like stalkery. Yeah, it seems like he has felt this way since they were kids. So, and I get the feeling she doesn't really have a lot of friends. No. And she's probably weird anyway. That's what I'm thinking. Always. And he, I think it's just that he liked the weird girl. And yeah. really, when he sees her again, he's just like, oh, I, well, still, I, like I still like the, the weird, weird girl. girl. Uh-huh. I don't know if I finished my point earlier that when she saw him, Charles, Charlie on the boat uh-huh. that supports the theory that it is a break, uh, like her mind is going crazy. She's so obsessive. Did I finish that thought? That, like sure. it shows her like how desperate she is just to have this one dude's. She's fighting for a man's affection. And it's just like, you were doing it in a way, even at the beginning when she like pulls up next to him in the car and she's like, Charles, I really think we could do this. And it's like, this is dangerous. We're like in traffic right now. We're driving. What are you doing? So I think it just keeps, I think I'm talking myself into that. It's all a mental breakdown movie. It's so weird because before watching this again, I was just not, I didn't have, I didn't think about the movie this way. And it has completely changed seeing it now. Um, but Mickey Bunce is fucking weird. Just, just, just go back to what we were saying. I want to know also, um, and we talked about this a little bit, but how was, okay, so when she makes the mud pie on the table and her mom is very upset. Yes. But she makes it with Fred. Yes. Um. And then Fred jumped into the Jack in the Box and the mom just put some tape on it and then he was stuck there. If he was just a piece of her, how was it that easy to just lock him away and make him disappear? Because she said when you went away, like I lost everything. But I knew that that was kind of more like because her mom, like it just almost didn't seem like the event was enough. To keep Fred in, break her and to keep Fred in and her not just like imagining him not being in that box anymore or because her mom was so powerful and scary because when her mom was being forceful, she was like trembling. Yeah, I think I think it shows in some scenes that without Fred there, she does not think much of herself at all. Like when Fred's like, go ahead and tell him I did it. And he like shoves her out there and she's like trying to speak up and she's like. I didn't do it right. Mm -hmm. So I think the verbal abuse of her mother and breaking her down is enough that in her childlike mind, if Fred's taped up, he's gone. Well, she also threatened, she said, yeah, if you, I don't remember what she She said. If you ever get this down, then I will, I'll throw throw it it away and he'll be crushed and he'll be crushed and die. It's actually my theory is if the, the, the trash compactor would actually break open the seal at first and Fred would have about, I don't know, maybe a full second to get out of there. I think he'd be good. And then as an adult, she, when she's like thinking about things and she's in that like dream state before he leaves, after she takes the last pill to get rid of her imaginary friend, she says, you left me to him. Yeah. So there's a lot I don't, I don't a lot, but there are things that kind of don't line up. And I also wonder if that just has to do with the, what we no longer call the multiple personality disorder. 
um, because if she does something in one way, she doesn't remember it when she's in another. Yeah. So, what was I just saying? God, my, my memory is the worst. <laughs> Let's remind the people you the medicine while it's better for you. It's still a fog. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had any uh, seizures or uh, almost seizures, so that's been nice. That whole f- thing at the end where... Uh, oh, it, it was her talking about how she said that he left her and that she left a note for him and that he never got it. Yeah. So, but he didn't come out until she opened that and it's like for him, time hadn't passed at all. So... Oh, yeah, he, he does come out of the thing. He's like, oh, gross, look at you. Yeah, you grew up. <laughs> you got up. older. Yeah, so, and he expected everything to be the same. Like, where the where's the stuff? Like, I want to play with the fire truck and the toys and where are all the toys. Why aren't you still childlike? Basically is what he's yelling at her. So that's all the more reason to say she was at this low point in her life that her husband left her and she has to go back to the first person who abused her mentally from the second person. She's going back to the original and she feels so broken down that she is now bringing herself back into her childlike state and completely just digressing as a human. And I think all, if we're going with the whole, he's not real way. And I think it came back solely because when she runs into Mickey Bunts at the beginning, he reminds her of Fred. So I think her damaged brain at that point Goes, oh, that's right. We had a, a coping mechanism for all this shit. Remember when our mom used to abuse us all the time, like verbally? Our coping mechanism was Fred. She just reminded me of my fucking coping mechanism. But she never really accepted that he treated her bad. Because everything she... That Who's he? She never accepted that Charles really treated her bad. No, but Fred had to show her that. She's so, like, still damaged that Fred has to show her. Charles is a fucking piece of shit, So, I also... So, yeah, he he goes to... She goes to this party to try and uh, see him, and she got buys this dress, and she looks all... You know, she, she's stunning. She's got a nice dress on, and uh, he doesn't recognize her. But she's like talking to Annabella, the chick that he has been seeing behind her back. And then he comes up and kisses Annabella because he doesn't recognize her since her hair has been all cut. Yeah. And she's in a way that he's not used to seeing her. And she's then, not in a school marm dress. Yeah. And then he <laughs> suddenly just like, oh, she's hot. I love her. I'm going to go back to <laughs> it's, her it's not, I love and her. whisk her off her feet. And then she's. Lizzie's just going to fucking kiss him back after just seeing him at a party kiss someone else in front of her? That's how emotionally damaged she is. I mean, that is wild. That's parts that I didn't like in this thing. I was like, she is so weak at this point. I mean, there's no objections. It's crazy. Just like anything you want. I I live for you. Crazy. Which supports the crazy thing. Um, What I hated on that fucking scene, though, is... uh, No, not hated. I... Wrong word. Well, I have another. I thought note it was hilarious it, so. when uh, she goes. You told me she was mousy. Oh yeah, that was weird. Annabella says that to Charles. I think it's hilarious because I've heard so many girls, <laughs> including you, be like, "I don't know. I think she looks mousy." <laughs> it's like this. It's this like derogatory term that women have been saying since at least 1990. I don't know if it's it's just like a type. I know, but it's always said as in they're trying to be like, yeah, she's cute, but she's mousy, isn't she? It's yeah. like you basically are saying, I don't know. 
Everyone thinks she's cute, but I think she's ugly. <laughs> but even with seeing her the way that she was, he's still trying to get with back with uh, Annabella, who dumped him. Because yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's not, he doesn't fall back in love. He's not in love with Phoebe Cates ever. She's hot. He just sees her and goes, oh, she looks more fuckable than I've ever seen her. And I'm, I'm going to try and hook up with this again, and I'm going to try. And he realizes she's so emotionally damaged and evidenced by when she's still all over him, even though he just kissed that fucking girl. He's like, I, I got her on a string. I don't fucking care. I can do whatever I want. Not only that. So she's taking these crazy pills to get rid Eliminate, of Fred. Eliminate drop dead Fred. Charles is literally feeding her crazy pills before he fucks her. And he's yeah. like, no, here, put this in your mouth. We'll get rid of him. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, truly wild. Here, eat these crazy pills before I fuck you. There's one time he puts it in her mouth like it's a sensual chocolate kind That's of thing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is absolutely what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's And that part's weird, too, because they're all accepting that, like, Fred might be this thing. He's like, it's either him or me. And yeah, the scene where all of a sudden, like, like Jane isn't upset at uh, Lizzie for sinking her houseboat. She's just like, oh, I'm going to prove. She got an insurance check. I'm going to prove. No, before that, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of him because he, he sunk my house. Oh, when she's so in, then his, there's this whole, he's like, in her office. Physical thing the where, room. no, they're in the like hallway and she's just like well, choking him and smacking him. Well, and, think she is. <laughs> yeah, but she why is she doing that and not just upset with her friend? Right, she has linked into that drop dead Fred is real. Yes. So that is odd. Even, even the rest of her coworkers come out and they're like there's nobody there and she's like that's cuz he's invisible, you idiot. So now I'm wondering if it really is that being around crazy people makes you crazier. I it could, but you're also if they're friends and your friend is looking at you saying this kind of stuff, you might think it's so intense right now. I just have to go along with this for now until we can find my friend some help. Or the only way I know how to help my friend because she believes that he's oh, real. Kill this motherfucker. Is, is I'm going, yeah. And then he's gone for both of us. Look, I just killed the imaginary friend, right? So but she thinks she she's did. helping, but she just uh, makes herself look crazy. That part's hilarious when she sees, because they're in like a meeting, Carrie Fisher. I, she's running for some sort of Congress. I don't know. It's weird because that a joke? She, she's with this old. I think that was a joke. Okay. Um, she is. This is a guy who she works with. Who yeah. she Murray. She who stoops her once Stoop. a week uh, <laughs> or once a month when his wife is out of town. Yeah. Um, ugh. Uh, but he can go all night and then because Lizzie comes over at three in the morning. Yep. She's still awake. Yep. But then they go to work like regular office people in the morning, like they weren't up all night having sex. They don't look disheveled. Yeah. They don't look tired. Well, they take showers and get ready for work. You got to put on the disguise so that, nobody knows you're stupid. That old man is old as shit. There's no way he can stay that up all night fucking and then go. Actually, probably only forty five at the time. I <laughs> couldn't stay up all night fucking and no. then go into an office and act like I'll I go, didn't get any. Sleep I'll go one step further. I, I don't want to have sex all night. It <laughs> sounds like a very raw outcome. Um, and what then say, what were we saying? Oh, I was gonna say at that point. I love Drop Dead Fred in that scene because he's just like uh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher comes in there and she's she doesn't know the size of Drop Dead Fred or what he oh looks like. Oh my god, she thinks he's like a kid. <laughs> yeah, and she looks down <laughs> basically at Rick Mail's penis and she's like, "Hi, little fella." <laughs> and Rick Mail like in total 
Rick Mail wants to be as perverted as he possibly can, but this is the toned down version. Is like looks down and smiles like at his penis. Basically, he's like, "Yeah, she's, she's called it the little guy, <laughs> and she's wheeling me out the door. What's <laughs> yeah. going on?" But that part is funny because it's Rick Mail being goofy when Murray's like getting ready oh, to say, he's, he's like, "Go get him, him Murray," yeah. <laughs> and then he'll say something and he'll be like, "You'll see, it's clear like this, gentleman." And then Rick Mail followed up with it and he'll just be like, "Yes, gentlemen." <laughs> just little fucking Rick Mail. Quips. So I feel like people who criticize the movie for being so like childlike is that that's what her rebellious self came up with when she was a child. Yeah. So of course, in her state of having barely developed, he's not going to be very developed. No. And that's what he had to get back to. (laughs) I fucking love that whole message. Don't forget your fucking inner child. Still be like goofy. Still have fun. Still see the fun and. I love that scene where Drop Dead Fred breaks the window and he goes, oh, I love those breaking noises. Yeah. Did you notice that she did that later? Yeah. Yeah. Much worse. But no, but she I don't think I noticed that the first time. I don't I didn't notice that she said the same thing. I remember that she did that, but it wasn't until he did it on the second watch the first time that I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't be so hard on Phoebe Cates because Rick's face is so enjoy. He enjoys it so much. The first one. And then Phoebe's face is also incomplete delight when she's like oh i just love those breaking noises and i too love breaking noises i fucking get it i get when like you first see drop dead fred and he's like where are the dolls where are the dolls and he picks up those dolls and he's like oh hi blah 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 hi blah blah blah. you're going to die now and he just rips them apart i was just like oh i fucking love drop dead fred i love the insanity i love the chaos and i hate that there's people that have fucking lost that now i'm not saying we should go around breaking shit all the time but I am saying, like, there's a lot of people in this world that you, you make a joke and they look at you like, they even might get it, but they're just like, now's not the time. And to me, I'm like, it's always the fucking time. Let's, this is stupid. Let's laugh. Let's, let's have a good, goofy ass time. Or else this is going to suck. And you're going to be like, an adult now? I mean, we, we're kind of forced to get stuffier a little bit as we get older. You can, but I think you can also still be like yeah. joyous and fun. There has to be a balance. You can't like, be all of one or the other. I still, I still hate the word. I'm a grown up. I don't feel like a grown up. I feel like I'm 38, but I don't feel like I'm a grown up who like puts on a suit. And blah 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 blah. Drudge. How do you feel about? Um, I- I'm adulting. I hate that goddamn phrase. I, I hate all that that's fucking internet work, shit that's, that's like it when you blah 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 and blah just blah just say blah. I am doing this it's fucking weird it's like when people come into the room and they're like oh man that was crazy and they want you to be like what was crazy just come into the room and go this just happened to me that it's- moment when <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> everyone just wants to feel <laughs> a part of something and like I get it I'm in on it trends so the last thing that I have is talking about the part where she gets rid of Drop Dead Fred and like officially says goodbye because she has taken the pill. She's in some like sort of dream state yeah. where she is saying goodbye to him. This is what I don't understand. Okay. And I Okay. And I I, I said something about it, I think. Um to finalize him leaving. Yes. They had to kiss, and she had to say his name. Yes, according to him. Um, I think it was just a pervy trick. Although, but that's (laughs) the thing. It didn't seem sexual to me. No, no. But it was weird. 
this dog keeps farting, and her farts smell like fucking just not oh, I human smell farts. I got this one. It's mm. like a dirty old shoe that someone put old meat in and blew a fan through. <laughs> Ugh, it's so bad. Anyway, yeah, I don't understand the kissing unless it's just like seal it with a kiss and say goodbye. Like, I think it's because Drop Dead Fred the whole time spends this same thing like, I don't love you. Love is for girls. So when he finally accepts our love between each other at the end and saying that like this is the way, it's almost like you're making Fred the adult now. Or he's finally done. I don't know. I think it's just... But he has her make that choice, though. He's like, you kiss me and you say my name, bitch. True. But I th- he, can't, he can't do it. He can't make that decision. It's her time to decide to move on. That's why he says, you've got to go. I have to stay here. Which is... So we can look at it in the two ways, by the way, if he's real or if it's all a mental breakdown. One, if it's real, she just morphed into his body and they like went to his home layer, I guess, and he can't go anywhere. But on the mental spectrum breakdown thing, she took that pill. It made her feel bad enough that she passed out. She's taken multiple pills at yeah. this point. So, so I think she... what's happening is that she's being medicated for her mental illness. And it actually just worked. And it worked. <laughs> And that's why she's better at the but, end. But she didn't take the pill at the end because remember, she comes back. We think she took the pill. And when it comes back, there's like a forced perspective angle. And the one last green pill is still on the carpet. And I think in real life, the green pill was bigger than our microphones. But they just tried to use a forced perspective shot. I still think that the pills were... whether Oh, they're part of it for sure. But even they were even a tool in her just fighting to get rid of him. So I think that even... Whether they worked medically, chemically, I think that there was some sort of process in her fighting him and then letting him go because it was still something that she needed to do. It's him that actually saves her and like shows her the way to get to her inner child and tell her mother that she's not afraid anymore. Maybe that's all he was actually there for was to help her get to that point. Absolutely. And she just didn't get to it as a kid because she was put in a state of arrested development by her mother who locked him away and she wasn't able to actually work through it. Like, I'll be here until you gain your actual confidence because right now you're an unconfident child. So maybe by the time you're nine, you'll be sassy enough that I don't have to be here anymore. But you'll be like, mom, fuck you. She's just completely submissive past the point of being at home and into a marriage that's awful. I don't know how they even got married. Why, why Why would he have married her in the beginning? Because she was rich? Because that fucking house that she grew up in was ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. It's got like nice, super fucking, uh, super it's fucking nice fireplace. Enormous. And, like, columns inside and shit. It's enormous. So I want to say something about this movie. There's a lot of language in this movie. There is a lot of language. Like, he says bitch a lot. He like. He calls her shit, the mom a bitch. Mega bitch all the time. I wrote this. Drop Dead Fred says bitch more than Burt Red Fred. E. Get it? Freddy Krueger? Burnt, burnt Red Fred? Drop Dead Fred? That was stretched more than your asshole. Yeah, because I need Chris Gibson here to be like, ha ha ha, that was funny. Instead of Jealous Michelle sitting over there. Jealous Michelle? <laughs> I have no reason to be jealous. There's so you. much poo material in this too. There's a lot of poo stuff <laughs> and I'm like, a big fan. Dog poo, dog poo, lovely, lovely dog well, poo. Because he's also talking about how I'm going to cut your mom's head off and eat her head and she's like and I'll eat the rest <laughs> of the body and he's like and then we'll poo her out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll cup up on the table and we'll poo her all over. <laughs> 
love it. Yeah, it that appeals to my love of toilet humor for sure. So we kind of it's like the end of the movie. Phoebe Cates has decided fuck you, Charles, because Charles is still trying to get with Annabella. But by the end, you know, Fred is gone. She's accepted and moved on. She's told her mom, "I this is not how it's going to be anymore. Bye bye." And she goes and hangs out with Mickey Bunce, who's like, you know, I want to be in the future. And we get to see the kid. Now, we touched on this a little bit. And she, the kid has dropped dead Fred as a imaginary friend mm-hmm. suddenly. And it's exactly drop dead Fred. She calls him drop she dead Fred. She calls him drop dead Fred. But she doesn't see him anymore. No. I think that if we're going to, I think I already said all this. If it's real, it's like. They just get passed on to new kids, or he was already there, and it's just like this weird subdivision world where imaginary friends exist to cause fucking carnage in the real world, which seems like demons to me. Or Mickey Bunce is so obsessed with Phoebe Cates and didn't realize it, and is talking about Drop Dead Fred around his daughter when she's young enough to make that become her imaginary friend. This is which what... could be the reason that his marriage failed because he wouldn't stop talking about Lizzie Cronin. Her last name is Cronin. My thought is that if we're thinking of it from a mental health state, Drop Dead Fred just represents a kid who is struggling with something because mm-hmm. mom is gone. Parents yeah. are going through a divorce and she's acting out. Um, Lizzie was acting out because her mom and her dad, her mom and dad fought all the time. And then her mom would be shitty and resentful to her. So it just seems like he is literally the form of kids working through this shit. And that like throughout the universe. Yes. That that he lives on. If this is your issue, I'm your imaginary friend. Yes. And if you have one of the other imaginary friends, it's because you have this issue. Yeah. I think he represents... I like that one. It's, it seems like he represents something that those girls I'm have the, in common. I'm the parental problem. I'm the girl parental problem imaginary friend. The Velcro head guy that like explodes his head in that place and he's like a robot underneath. Maybe... He was with he's, the black girl. He's the autistic black girl guy. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. And maybe the fat guy with the balloon is like the crippled kid who can't play Foursquare with the rest of the kids on the recess. Do you feel good about this? I could keep going. I like it. And get it even worse. So, um, you want to go over just a handful of questions? Sure, yeah. I got nothing else to say about this. Yeah, I don't really either. Um, so it's question time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We never talked about this being a thing. <laughs> <laughs> what we would do with this, but you don't have any instruments or anything, so I don't. We'll we'll see what happens with this. But right now, we're just going to move into some questions. And uh, why did I choose this? I thought that this would be this is a movie I've been wanting to watch again for a while, and I think that when I I feel like I saw something online that sparked this in me, and it was before because I know my sister had shared something, but I had said to her that I would plan to come back with this movie but i'm not sure what actually re-sparked it in my head that i really want to see this again um and then i knew that you have been also watching stuff with rick mail in it so i figured that it would hit both of us so fucking happy when you said it just to be able to watch rick 
I and I assumed that you were gonna love it. Uh, again, I don't think that my perception of it as a kid was what the movie actually really was so much. Same over here. Um, I mean, I think there were tinges of it. Like I kind of got it, but not really. I took it for face value. But Fred is real. Much more face value. <laughs> yeah, and um. And fuck this mom. I remember thinking the mom was like the most evil character, and I don't think that anymore. <laughs> She's evil, but not the worst. Anyway. Um, speaking of least favorite character, do you have a least favorite For sure. character picked out? For sure. Okay. And who would that be? And the biggest piece of shit in the movie is Charles, her husband. That is also who I have written down as my he least favorite person. is a fucking prick. And the guy that plays on Tim Matheson, is that mm-hmm. his name? Is so good at that prick fucking face. Like I said at the beginning of this, like he's he's charismatic, but he's also fucking evil. Like he can play both, I'm sure. He looks like he can play a real nice, calm dad who's very supportive. Maybe even on like a Seventh Heaven type of show. But he also looks like he could be Charles from Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> a fucking prick. The way he talks to Phoebe Kate, the way he gaslights her. I wrote, Charles the husband, piece of shit, brainwasher, gaslighter. And he's 40. By the way, I wrote the ages of these people when they did this. He's 44 when he's filming wow. this. Phoebe Kate's is 26. Or wow. 28. She's 28, but her character is 26. Okay. So I think it is supposed to be an older man and a Like a father younger figure. Woman. Yes, exactly. Because... Because there's that scene where she's like, she's still just a child. And he's like, and I'm an adult. I was like, that's fucking weird, man. So I think that's why she can also be more manipulated because he's older. He's wiser. He's seen he, the world. I think he also likes to manipulate. He sees he's her as someone that she is weaker and depends on him. So he's in control. Yeah. And he fucking likes it that way. And he feels more manly and romantic when he's in control, too, like. Comes in, he like lifts her off her actual feet, and then there's that off her actual feet, not her fake feet. And I, I'm not, I should have said metaphorical. <laughs> uh, there's that scene too where he's talking to Annabella, even though he's said he's gonna come home and stop, but he's talking to her on the phone, and he has that fucking awful line. He's like, "Hey, come on, I'm your fella, Annabella." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I want you to die." That was and just in the other room where your ceilings, you have walls that don't go all the way to the ceiling. Yes, so there's. She can fucking hear you. <laughs> Guaranteed. Which is probably actually what happened because she probably actually really did hear it. But in the scene, Drop Dead Fred is on top of the fucking wall and that's how he hears it and tells Phoebe Kate. But in real life, there's no fucking top to that wall. So she actually probably just heard it and then in her me- the brain yeah. made a Fred teller. Holy shit. <laughs> I think that he... I think it also just is kind of a testament to there being a connection and how her mom abused her and in how her husband abuses her because her mom is so team him and oh, yeah. fighting to get, get, get back her back that she even says the first morning when they're sitting down and having coffee together that she understands why her husband left her. Oh, she did say Jesus fucking Christ. That part's hilarious too though, right? When, cause it's like right when a, uh, She's like, go away, Fred. And he's like, say the magic. Tell me to piss off. Piss off. <laughs> say the magic words. Tell me to piss off and I will. <laughs> Just hearing him say, it's a British thing. People don't. No, we don't j- say piss we off. We don't say piss off. He's like, piss off. <laughs> Not unless we want to be fun. She said, piss off. Are you dying? Are you deaf? Wow. 
It's fine. Um, I, okay, Sam, let's do a three, two, one, and who our favorite character is in this movie. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Drop Fred! dead Fred. By far. I was thinking there's a lot of scenes in here. Even with Phoebe Cates and the mom, they're like, okay, actors. Phoebe Cates is the best actor next to Rick Mayo. But there's other scenes when he's not on the screen. I can see why people, I see the like, Low budgetness. I mm-hmm. see the kind of bad acting. I can see the poor writing. Even I can see all that. The visuals are more involved with him, with the stunt people and the like bouncing off the walls and things. But it's still, even though like it kind of looks cheaper, it just feels like this is what the movie is supposed to be about. Otherwise, yeah. it almost feels just kind of like a lifetime movie. Yeah. But when he's on the screen, it just lights up the whole fucking thing. Like, I'm only watching him. I'm watching his facial features. I'm watching him be ridiculous. I'm clocking things that I've seen on other shows, and I fucking love that he's getting it to American audiences. He's just... He is the goddamn movie. And I think he's, like, right next to Jim Carrey's style. Physicality. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just as good. He's just not American. Rubber face. Which Jim Carrey, by the way, isn't either. No, he he isn't. Nobody ever thinks about that. Canada translates a little easier to America, I think. We watched a lot of Canadian television when we were growing up, and we didn't even fucking know it. A lot of the Nickelodeon stuff was Canadian television. Didn't even fucking know it. Um, But I can see also why I'm such a fan of the British stuff that goes even grosser and more absurd and more childlike. Mm -hmm. So for me, this is toned down, but I can see parents and people who aren't like, aren't fans of toilet humor. I can see you just thinking this is the worst fucking thing you've ever seen. And if you're not into toilet humor and you're not into someone being ridiculous, disgusting, that's the only thing in this movie that would hook you in. So if that's not your thing, this movie's not going to be your fucking thing. You're not going to click into the love story of Charles and uh, Phoebe Cates. It's just not going to fucking happen. If you don't like ridiculous, over-the-top physicality and shit humor and boogers, all that stuff, you're not going to fucking like it. But if you do, Fred is your fucking man. <laughs> like He rules, and I fucking love Rick Mayo, and I'm going to say it eight more times before this happens, before this podcast ends. I got a lot of saliva in my mouth. Even though I chose this, I like to also just kind of let you go because I know that he excites you so much. I and fucking love Rick Mail and have for years. I've got a shirt with Rick Mail's goddamn face on it. Coming out of a butt. Mm, He's sure coming do. out of a butt. <laughs> or a bottom, as they would say. As they would. Um, <laughs> or as an arse. As far as would I recommend this today, I think that this is a tough one. Because (laughs) I don't know who, even though it's an entirely different movie as an adult than it is as a child, or at least for us, I don't know any adults who have as much of a childlike, immature sense of humor as we do. Yep. Sometimes even in our groups of people who are funny and fun to be around, we can still take it a little too far with poop and farts and... Yeah, I mean, my best friend is someone who, like, we're kind of, we're, we're pretty different. Like, I don't, there's a lot that I don't, I'm I'm not, like, ridiculous and funny as, like, I am with Bo, because I try to make him laugh and stuff. Uh-huh. But when it's more serious, 
um, but like genuine and I don't know. It's different just sides it's different. different people. You just have different re- interactions with different people. And I'm the same person. I'm just maybe don't tap into that side yeah, as much. Just so, opening up one more side and closing the other. So I don't know who I could. I, I can't give this to anyone new. The only I don't people think. People you can recommend it to is fucking like Aunt Pam, but she would have already seen it. <laughs> She maybe hasn't seen it in a while, so I'm thinking about texting her and being like, hey, have you seen oh, this in a long time? Yeah, Cause... she did. We talked about it on the way to Christmas the other day. She told me that it's all Rick. Oh, I don't remember this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she did watch it recently or was it watched it years? recently enough. Nice. Um, <laughs> so uh, so um, do you have, do you want to do a rating scale? On this? Yeah, I would like to keep the Oliver scale. I don't want to get rid of the okay. Oliver scale. Okay, I'm definitely going to take some of the questions out. Okay, that's fine. Because I think a lot of things are things that we Talk touch about during it. During it. Yeah. Um, but they're just kind of final points that if we haven't hit them that I want to. But I think that things flow well enough that I can take some of the questions out. But I I agree that I think we should still have a rating scale. Absolutely. Uh, zero out of ten, Oliver, the movie-watching movie watching cat. cat. Uh, for me, this is a fucking hard thing to rate because I see the bad in it, but I goddamn love when Rick's on ski. When he has lines like, I even wrote down, or she's like, we'll play hide and seek, and he goes, I love hide and seek. <laughs> or when they get in a fight outside and he kicks her in the shin. Oh my God. And he runs away and he's like, I hope you die horribly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's all very that kid-like. That is a fucking tent. That stuff is a 10, but all the other stuff is like a 2. <laughs> so I'm going to give this... Oh, so you're driving 10 and 2? Yeah. <laughs> that got me. Because uh, it was stupid as hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a 6. And it's... I hate giving anything with Rick Mail a 6 in it, but... I don't see myself watching the movie in full ever again. I do see myself maybe watching scenes that are Rick is in. Like that dog poo scene where he's running around on a carpet with dog shit all over his foot. It's fucking hilarious. There's parts that genuinely made me gut laugh. And I wasn't just like, haha, nostalgia. I was like, no, Rick is making me laugh again in the exact same fucking way that he makes me laugh in all the British stuff. And on both watches, there were times when you and I laughed at the same, the same things because it's thing. just funny no matter what. And I kind of forgot they were coming. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw it again, like when he kicked her and said, I hope you die horribly, I fucking laughed all over again at it. And was like, God damn it, I love Rick Mail. <laughs> so six. Six and a half. <laughs> what about six point six? Six point six six six. All right. So this one is interesting for me because it has taken I I, I just see it totally different than I used to. Yep. Um and I hate to I would, I'm going to give this an eight because I think that they're... That actually feels more comfortable. To be able to see it later and pick up so much more and see that there was so much more going on that than a child will see. Uh, I think that it's a, a special thing to have things that can appeal, to have one thing that can appeal to different aged people differently but still hit them and that you can watch it from kind of different angles 
and I think that I enjoyed Rick. I, I enjoy Rick Mail now as much as I did when I was a kid. I just my mouth drops open when I'm watching him. I just have a <laughs> smile on my face. I'm excited. Uh, there is there something so childlike and incredible that comes with certain people that they never lose and they remind people. And it's usually people with senses of humor oh, that yeah. kind of remind you to like, hey, stop being such a fuddy duddy. <laughs> Remember to laugh. Remember that like life is hard, but there's still things that you can see differently. And this movie, I think, even if it's just important to a small group of people, I think it's an important movie. I think that the critics, <laughs> sometimes critics are wrong. <laughs> um, and, but it's also, they weren't the right audience for it. And no, this was not for Siskel at all. I th- and not adults. I, I no. almost feel like this is something to grow with. That I think that to see it as a kid and like it and see it as an adult and like it even more, that's a special thing. So I would recommend this movie and I will rate it high, even though no one would agree with my high rating and I have no one to recommend it to. I get it. And I think you actually talked to me because I forgot the like stuff that I don't remember being in there, like the mother. Not I remember her being bad, but like the whole dichotomy of like actual emotional roller coaster of her whole relationship and i only had you to keep this guy who didn't love me crazy and i've never really loved you and i've just kind of but i've controlled you because i don't want to be lonely because the person that i loved didn't love me back and left me yeah that's pretty deep (laughs) it's really deep all right can i jump on the eight too that's (laughs) (laughs) i felt wrong giving it a six just because of how much I, I laughed. I think the serious stuff is weird as hell, like the Mickey character, but I think that <sighs> you can't, if you just had all the Rick points and that be it, it would make the Rick point parts like, it would be less exciting because you need that to juxtapose the seriousness and sadness of the rest you of got, the movie. You've got to go up a hill on a roller coaster to go down the hill. Absolutely. Yeah, way to go, Sam. Thanks. I felt good when I said it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you don't. You need the good and the bad to know what each one really well, are. Well, if you just want Rick Mail all the time, we can start watching Bottom. <laughs> I think I should give something a try. Do you think I would like Bottom more than Young Ones? It's a lot more easy to understand. Okay. Well, we'll start there. <laughs> you almost might like Bad News the most. It's the Spinal Tap of England, and was made at the exact same time. Oh, you've told me about yeah. this. When I first saw Bad News, I was like, well, they're just doing Spinal Tap. And it turns out, no, they wrote and filmed it at the exact same time. Spinal Tap just came out before. All right. So at the same time. one more thing before I find out what's next, Sam. Yeah. Describe this movie in one word. I like keeping this one. Even though it's sometimes hard to sum something so big down into one word. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to say, <laughs> this seems so ridiculous for this movie, but this is the first word that popped in my head. Enlightening. <laughs> I think the first word that pops into my head is green. Well, I, I mean, I want to say like fun, but it's not fun because it's serious. But like... It's fun. But but I think the whole underlining thing is to to not lose your inner child, which I think is enlightening. It it's is. nice to be reminded of that. So for me, I think that, yeah. 
my my word, my true word, and it's just more of the gush. Rick. R I K. R I K. Yes. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Uh, it's been fun to watch your face when you talk about him. I fucking love him. Your your face physically brightens, <laughs> and like him and Adrian Edmondson are very important to me. I liked Adrian Edmondson so much that on his birthday, I printed out a picture of him and wrote "Happy Birthday, Adrian," and went to school with it hanging on my backpack, and nobody fucking knew who I was talking about. But it said "Happy Birthday, Aid," and I was just walking around with this picture of a British guy. I was a fucking nerd. <laughs> I guarantee I asked you what it was and you told me and I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about and walked away. <laughs> Probably. Because I always enjoyed you. I was always ridiculous. And I'm not even trying. <laughs> it's just this way. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. All right. So sayonara. I've got, I've got some Fred in my life. That's how I, when she's there's that scene where she's like, I lost things. I lost my sense of, I don't know. And he's like, you lost some she Fred? Says spirit. Yeah. 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 And I was like. I have Fred. I understand exactly what they're fucking saying. I've got some Fred in me. I want to break shit. <laughs> I want carnage. How many times have I told you I love carnage? I love it when chaos happens. As long as it's not happening directly to me. <laughs> you don't want to grow up because you're a Toys R Us kid. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I was Sam, only there maybe twice in my life. We have about an hour before we have a place to be. And, and dinner has to also happen. Yes. So let's find <laughs> out what is next. Well, Michelle, I'm going to take your fucking lead. Yes! And, uh, yes! You guys are checking not out ready. Possibly my first novelty album, right? I'm not really the novelty album guy that brings these to these things. Like when it comes to Corey Feldman and shit, that's you. Yeah, I do that stuff. I've given you Jan Terry. I've yeah. given you. I can't. I'm sure I might be wrong, but I'm doing 1982 seminal release by a band called Dog Police. The album called Dog Police. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. I can't wait to talk about how it's, we know what this is. It's so hard for me not to just sing it right now. <laughs> Oh, my God. Nobody knows, Sam. Nobody knows who you are! <laughs> All right. Well, that is... Thank you for choosing this. I'm fucking so happy I got to see you again. I'm shocked I didn't watch it on my own at some point with how big of a fucking fan I am of Rick and Abe. Well, well you're crazy. welcome. I'm glad I can do this for you. On the way out, we are going to listen to... I don't know if you're aware that Rick Mail did Jesus Christ Superstar yes. at one point. Yes. We're... Uh, it's on DVD. I think my mom owned it or Pam did. Ah, well, he was King Herod. Yes. And we are going to go out with awesome. the King Herod song. Jesus, I am overjoyed to meet you face to face. I'm probably going to want to listen to a lot of this, <laughs> so you know. You've it's fine. Been getting quite a name. And hopefully, it, hoping it's better than Alice Cooper. The place. <laughs> Healing cripples. Raising from the dead. Sounds like this is a studio version. And of it. now I understand. It's from the album, yeah. God. The soundtrack. Well, maybe they didn't record it on stage. That's what you've said. By the way, his voice every once in a while sounds like Dave Brocky. So. From Guar, Odorous. Oh, okay. You are the Christ. You're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Was he an atheist? Well, is he a believer? I think he was probably an atheist. I know Aid is. I don't. I always have the feeling that he was just. I'm not connected to your tradition. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. 
I definitely prefer the uh, movie version. It's also not the best singer. <laughs> just got a lot of attitude. I feel like he's leaning into that on purpose. If you do that for me, then I'll let you go free. Come on, King of the Jews. Oh, I gotta hear this. Oh, what? And we can leave. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's good to be back. Enjoy Dog Police. <laughs> Bye.